Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What is up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of the podcast, and uh, I'm excited to bring you every episode of the podcast, but this one has me uh, a little bit extra pumped uh, because it's with maybe one of the nicest dudes in action sports and a guy that's rise is... It's just so... It's so welcome, I guess, would be the best way to say it. Um, Corey Creed is a guy that literally came from nowhere uh, to be now the world record holder in the moto quarter pipe. Uh, the last couple of years, he sort of burst onto the scene uh, with the whip stuff that he did at AusX, and then he invested in uh, really creating like the world's first, I guess, compound for quarter pipe. And he treated himself like a factory rider, um, you know, the same way like a motocross or supercross dude would go to a test track. He sort of went to his ho- his own test track compound for quarter pipe uh fast forward to x games this year and world games and he just goes on a run he wins everything he gets the world record uh and basically dominates the sport this year uh it's so amazing to have sort of watched it all take place uh and yeah he's just one of the nicest dudes that you could possibly meet so uh we've been trying to do this since he came on the uh, X Open podcast that we did pretty much a year ago, uh, but I'm glad we waited until he was now the owner of two X Games gold medals and a Nitro Games, uh, Nitro World Games medal and a world record. So perfect timing to do this podcast, I reckon. Uh, we actually have a couple of shared sponsors too, which is pretty cool. Uh, Corey is sponsored by the guys at Rival Inc. They're the ones that make his whole setup look fly as hell uh graphics all the uh the jersey printing all the stickers everything that that he has going on uh is through rival and basically that's the same for me uh with this podcast you can head to www.rivalinkdesignco.com and you can enter the promo code gypsy tales or gypsy gang and that's going to give you 15 percent off and it's also going to help out uh, us here at the show uh, another joint sponsor of ours is the guys at Boost Mobile. Uh, Corey's been one of their main action sports dudes for a while, the same as uh, one of our main sponsors since really we started this podcast. So you can head to boost.com.au to check everything out uh, with the homies over at Boost. And he's also sponsored by the guys at MX Store, which are one of the presenting partners of these motocross podcasts. So um, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff going on 
in terms of uh, sponsorship uh, both ways. Uh, and we're also brought to you by the guys at Nobby. Uh, I don't know whether Corey wears Nobbies. He should, just like you should. You should all head to nobby.com. Uh, 20 bucks a month gets you a fresh pair of undies every uh, every month. New design, it's a surprise. Uh, join, I would say, the now hundreds of Gypsy Gang members that uh, have subscribed to the Nobby Nation and I get amazing feedback for every single person that signs up. Also just wanted to quickly plug a couple things that we have going on. Uh, you can head over to our YouTube channel, just type in uh, Gypsy Tales Podcast into YouTube, subscribe there if you haven't already. Uh, you can follow along the podcast at Gypsy Tales Podcast on Instagram. We're dropping a ton of videos and clips and uh, just a bit of general social media hoo-ha takes place um, there. So yeah, head on over to there at Gypsy Tales Podcast. Uh, if you do make your way there, you will also see a link in our bio to our uh, online store, which has some really cool uh, Gypsy Gang Tees and also our Fist Gloves collaboration. We've got a few more pairs of those. Uh, that's a really great way to support the show. Uh, the Yeah, it's it's definitely not easy to keep it running. So anything um, in terms of the, the merch stuff really helps us out. The gloves are sick. The tees are sick. Um, so yeah, if you are in the market, um, yeah, head on over to the link that is in our Instagram bio. Uh, also, if you like this episode you could uh tell itunes reviews helps with the charting stuff and uh just yeah generally makes the podcast that tiny tiny bit better uh but yeah thank you very much everybody for listening and thank you very much to the legend himself Corey creed for coming on the podcast uh definitely won't be the last time uh we have him on but for this first edition enjoy all right my man what's up Corey creed hey um so pull this up a bit and keep it like yeah you feel like it feels weird but trust me it works better yeah happy hit, yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm stoked pumped. i'm chuffed i'm, I'm stoked to hear i'm hey. stoked we made this happen yeah i'm back well last time i spoke to you was oz x was it that long ago mm. surely not no nah, it was really was yeah. that the last time i've seen you i reckon Nah. when was it mick i know oh no sorry you. supercross Runaway. yes Runaway. uh yeah, Paradise. I mean, uh, Blue Water Bug. Well, yeah, 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 that's right. Like oh, but I didn't really see anyone there, though. Like, because nah, we were you doing were, the couch thing. We were busy. Yeah, yeah I was you over were that. Out. Yeah, that was, that was <clears> full <throat> on. Um, so, yeah, life has been good for you, mate, eh? Yeah, hectic since then, anyway. I was kind of, last time I seen you, I was just getting ready, kind of just training, riding, doing as much as I possibly could. Yeah. Because I'd invested so much into myself. So, I was just trying to pretty much put everything on the table. And then, if I, as soon as I went away, I was good. And if I lost, I was good too because yeah. I gave it everything. So, yeah. yeah, I was pinned. That me and Sam was just talking about this before. Like, it seems like you just not like went in with like an ace in the hole, but it's like the dudes that you were competing against just didn't do what you did in the lead up to this X Games because like you were there last year and you had a pretty solid crack. But it's like this year was like this full year to fully prepare. And it's like you pretty much treated yourself like a factory quarter pipe rider, right? Pretty much. Like since X Games Sydney, when that was my first one, first kind of X Games, I rode down and got second. And then ever since then, all the way to Minneapolis, I just rode quarter pipe, built my quarter pipe, rode it. And then I was like, I'd watch everyone who I was competing against. I'd watch them every night, sit there, see what they were doing. And no one was doing anything like the week before in Minneapolis I was starting to ride like Colby and Axel 
they did a full, not Axel, but Berriman. They all did a few jumps and then they were just at X Games. And I had like six months of just, I'd ride twice a week, two solid days and then go back to work. It's crazy like that you just, like could you see though in your head that like if I do this, like I could really just completely take this whole sport over from the jump. Yeah, well I just wanted to win. I just wanted the gold medal. You know, it's just like when you're growing up as a kid or you watch like, read and everyone racing there just like that number one plate or the championship for me it was just the medal yeah and being there riding in that stadium and just winning so i just i I was just feeding off that yeah it's so like i just think it's so like it's so ballsy and it's so smart on your behalf like sam was saying that you didn't even do what everyone else does and get a bike over there and put a pipe and shit on it. You literally crated up your bike that you rode here and you took it over. So it's like, did you just get that obsessive level of like focus to make these wins happen? Well, quarter pipe, it's not just about bolting a pipe on anymore. Quarter pipes, horsepower, um, weight reduction to go high. The highest, the, the faster the bike is, the higher you can go. Yeah. So I was speaking to a friend. He's like, yeah, I sent my Harley over there to go and ride from San Fran to LA. I'm like, oh, you can send a Harley. I can send a dirt bike. Easy. So, I, yeah, I got on to this guy that does it all the time. He sends like five or six bikes over a week. Yeah. Um, and then we got the bike there, sent the whole thing over, and it was yeah, it was real easy, simple. like And worthwhile, obviously. Yeah, front wheel in, front wheel out, get it there. Went After I flew into LA, went to the depot, got it out of the depot, built it, and it was ready to go in an hour. That's insane. Hey, hang on two seconds. <clears throat> see. This is actually the... Um, sorry about that. Yeah. Right. Corey looks good now. All um, right. Yeah, you look... Well, I mean, you look good before. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the first time we've used these skull candies. They're they, sick. Um, we have to wait for these cords to get in because like a normal pair of headphones, Yeah. they've just got small cords. So we're like, we have to order like so long ones cords. to go into there. So, but yeah, they're coming. I'm actually pretty pumped on them. Yeah. It's just, I can hear myself. Sweet. <laughs> Real good. Is it weird hearing yourself? Like, No, it's not too bad. Have you done... Have, have you done like any in-studio podcast no. stuff before? Uh, no. The only one I've ever done was with you yeah, at OzX. Yeah, at OzX, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Isn't it fucking gnarly how different your life is like at ozx was even a trip because you were in like that best whip like i feel like that's when momentum started to pick up for you was around that ozx time and the conversation we were having then was like damn i can't believe how much my life has changed and then it's like fast forward to that was basically 12 months ago yep pretty and then fast forward another 12 months it's like did you ever expect that this shit was going to go down the way it did no because when we spoke it was like I'd done well at X Games Sydney and then it was like coming back to OzX to try and win win again or back up from winning in 2017 and that's really all we had to, to kind of feed off and then now it's like I, not in my wildest dreams I ever thought that I could ever call myself like a back-to-back X Games gold medalist like even like a, if someone said it to me I would have laughed at them around that time when we last spoke so it's been crazy man so in a whirlwind still trying to just trying to find my feet still yeah, well, because, I mean, you've only been back for, like, a, not even a month, right? Yeah, yeah, so I got back, like, three weeks ago. And then since then, like, yeah, it's been hectic trying to get ready for Monster Cup, so. So let's go back to the the start of all of this. So before anybody knew who you were, before you had a rock star hat on, before you had, like, anything, what were you doing? And then what was the first idea of, like, I could do this thing and win X Games. Like, how did this happen? So, Gary Reed took a shot on me 
showed time FMX um, to come back and work at Movie World. We had bikes there, and I was just hired as a full time driver. So what were you doing before that though? Before that, so was, like to even get into any of this, I was working at Movie World in Germany, riding and driving in the show over there. Huh. And then before that, I was riding a show in China, which Dave Ellis put me up for. Oh. That's where it all started. Riding a bike for money was in China in 2009. Dave Ellis took me to China when I was there for a year, come home, got hurt, went back for the same company in Germany. Then Showtime, Gary, hired me to come home and work at Movie World. And that's when we had bikes and cars. And that's when... Like, that was before Sam Duncanson ruined that for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sam. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. But yeah, yeah, that's when Sam, that's when all that was around. So I was riding with Robbie, riding with Sam. We'd ride every day. So that's just like, I was just learning whips, just riding for fun. Because I'd just be a fill-in rider because I was a full-time driver. Yeah, right. So when I, when, I, when a rider was off or sick or anything, I'd fill in. So then I, then I eventually started just riding more and learning to whips and stuff. And then I rode for Bailey at... Uh, the Oz, the Grand Prix in Melbourne, right? He had a best whip comp there. Ah. Yeah, so that's when I first started to try and ride in competitions. And that was in 2016, I think. And I got third there, and then the next comp was Oz X in 2017. So it's hap- It's like been recent. Well, I guess like for what do you say? What year were you in Germany though? Uh, 2014, 13 and 14. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, <clears throat> it's. It's been like a few years sort of journey to yep. sort of get to that point, right? Yeah, yeah. And so how did you get into the, like, how did anyone even sort of know to hire you for those gigs? And so you did the driving stuff before you did the riding stuff. Yeah. So I just put a video on YouTube and I don't know if you know, um, Daniel oh, McFarlane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were mates and he worked for Showtime. And one that once Gary got the Showtime, uh, the contract for the show at Movie World, Gary was searching for drivers and stuff. Yeah. And Rad, Raddy's like, oh, there's, I got a mate, have a look at his video. And that's how it kind of, I put, I worked like, I'd just try and film and put together this video. I'd just be on my phone and I put it on YouTube and then, yeah, just right. Can you pull that up? What would we type in to watch this that video? Corey Creed's Stunt Reel 2015, maybe? Corey Creed, fucking mad dog. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just seeing what we were riding back then. We'd ride like CR250F, jumping 75 foot every day to like a downy. It's really? half, half the size of what we ju- jump to now. Um, is that the, what was the clip that the Rival Boys helped you out with? Because didn't Statsy and Joel help yeah. you out with like a clip that that was in your blue ute, right? And yeah. And then you were drifting to the compound and then you rode at the compound? Yeah, with Matty Mac. Yeah. So it was me, Matty so Mac. Matty Mac did that one. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. that was before 2017 X. So that's the one that I've seen. So this one is different. So yeah. stunt reel. So you just did this one like on your iPhone. So oh, this so is see, it's that old. One. It's that old. It's not even up anymore. Really? But this is the one I did at Movie World. This isn't the one that Gary seen was like, I oh, will give this guy a shot. This is just the one that I made once I'd started working for him. Yeah, right. Because <clears throat> like we got we got so much time in between shows to just kind of do what we want, kind of film some stuff and. Damn. So you did you pick the whip thing up pretty quick? Because you obviously yeah. raced and stuff your whole yeah. life, right? Yeah, yeah. So before China, I'd, we, me and Dad and that, we would try and race and go around the country and do all that, like the Queensland stuff. So who was your main um, competition as a junior? Like who were you sort of battling? Like Sam Duncanson. Okay. So oh, you, he was actually the year below me. Okay. Harley Quinlan. Yeah. Before yep, he got yep, hurt. Yeah. So yeah. Sean Redhead. Ferris. Yeah. Yeah. That, that same era. And where were you as a motocross dude in relation to those guys? Nowhere. So you were just like... No. Nah. So you were like Harry Bank? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah both nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much exactly that. Because yeah. that's, that's nah. what Harry always jokes that like he remembers Jats lapping him. Yeah, I'd go. I, yeah, like Rick Jackson was, and he, I can't even remember. He would have been on like a sixty-five. Yeah, maybe. he was way younger. Because he's only boys. twenty-four now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been yeah sixty-fives when I was like junior lights. But I'd be lucky to finish like, oh, I won a pro race at Bundaberg once and got second at the Southeast Queensland titles, but nothing like yeah queensland yeah. title right? yeah but so were you one of those kids that was always just like insanely good at whips not really really nah i was like i'd whip but i never thought that they were good at good good you know yeah and then once i it was robbie marshall that kind of taught me how to turn down we were riding like at a practice in the morning before the shows and he's like try it because he was doing turn downs yeah he's like why don't you try and do a turn down because i was just trying to do motor whips i'm like oh yeah i'll try it and then i picked him up pretty quickly and then started getting them pretty big, pretty backwards. And then ever since then, it's kind of just been doing turndowns. It's so <clears throat> crazy that it, it's almost, it's like a hidden talent in a way, right? Yeah. It's like a hidden talent that you sort of never knew you even had. Yeah, it's funny because like, it's like things are just like falling into place. But yeah. like I've worked at them. But when I think about it, I'm like, man, that's the that's the per- like that's the best possible outcome i've seen it in my head for it to happen yeah like when i was doing it or trying to work towards it i'd hope that that would happen and those things happened huh. yeah Put, putting in the effort and doing it all yeah, yeah it all worked out really well yeah and even from like obviously knowing you for the last 12 months since the oz x thing it's yeah. like you seem to be it's like you've manifested <clears throat> all of this and it's like you can sort of see the work though yeah, yeah. so it's like you can see the results and while they're sort of crazy in a way it's like not when you see also the work that goes into it like every it seemed like every day for a year you had a video on your story or your instagram of you hitting that quarter pipe yeah well like i'd jump it twice a week so i was just trying everyone knows how big social media is now so i just try no matter what it was what it tagged hashtag whatever i was always trying to tag x games hashtag and i even get like called out for it sometimes oh what are you doing like tagging that tagging x games you're not going to get in and i'm how else are you meant to try and get on the radar like so i'd just tag and hashtag do whatever i could like i'd even message jared mcneil and we spoke about it the other week really yeah where were we i think we were at uh, we're in norway flying to norway he's like remember when you used to message me trying to get you get me to get you into x games i'm like yeah yeah of course i remember the fucking hustle is real I, bro yeah i was like I was, he's like you were stepping on like my you know this is my thing yeah you know, i'm from australia i'm the only australian i'm like yeah i know i, I well, knew he's not really yeah like there's josh sheen there's yeah sheen in that now. Like, but like jared's like the, the whip dude gold medals yeah. he's a successful one within that category yeah, that discipline yeah. And I was like coming, trying to step on his turf. And I knew straight away where I was. But what else are you meant to do? Yeah, true. Like, where else do you go? I didn't know the organizers. I didn't even know who invites people, invites riders. Yeah. I'm like, the only person I kind of knew was you. Yeah. So I was just hit you up. You know, if it worked out, it did. It did. If it didn't. Then you're in the same place as you were before. It, it didn't yeah. matter. Yeah. It's that funny thing with you're only going to get told no. Mm. So what's why not ask? Have you always been like that your whole life, do you think? Uh, no, nah, not really. Um yes and no kind of yeah no, i don't i don't like asking stupid stuff yeah and then just be like oh i don't care if they say no who cares i'll ask stuff that's like either important important and it's you know mature and professional yeah i'm not gonna be like little dick it's just yeah but you've got to you, you do have to have like a certain level of belief in yourself to like feel worthy of 
sending that message and tagging X game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like any dickhead could do that, but it's like to you know gotta back to it back up. it up, you back, yeah. and you know there's a definitely a perfect storm that takes place for this shit to work out the way that it did. Yeah, I know I could always do it. It's just getting the opportunity to do it. Yeah. And thankfully enough, like Bailey and, you know, Sando put Oz X on and that's kind of where once I'd won 2017, that's where it kind of, it all started rolling in the right direction. Yeah. And then I kind of, I put a lot of time and money into pushing it along. Yeah. Because there's like, there's so many kids that just think, oh yeah, I'll go and do good to that and then I'll get hit up. Yeah. Because you won't. Unless you put the time and effort and you roll the momentum in the right way and get on the radar for certain people, then you're not going to get hit up. Yeah. So you got to put the work in. It's a skill from either way. Yeah. Marketing yourself, I think. Marketing yourself, writing, and being a good person. Like people don't want to deal with you if you're a dick. Dude, you're the you are one of the few people in the industry or whatever that like we're around where literally no one says a bad word about you. Like nobody. It's that's, fucking crazy. Well, that's what you try to work towards. Yeah, some people, people just can't pull I can't pull it off like you know <laughs> some people can't pull that shit off I mean when you gotta be a dick you gotta be a dick for the right reasons yeah. but when you gotta be a real good person or like if you there's certain people that are gonna help you go towards your being successful or towards the, your goals mm. then you go a little bit over the top nice for them that's yeah. how I see it I'm like oh you, I can help you as much as you can help me we're gonna be good mates but I'm gonna treat you like you're my best mate Yeah. but it doesn't mean I'm not loyal to them or I'm fake yeah. but that's just how it's just how business works i see it yeah but like so yeah i just try to just try to be at the very minimum try to be a good dude treat everyone like they treat me or treat everyone like they're my mates and then see what happens from there on do you think that the fact that <coughs> that you really have lived such a normal life like you you haven't been the like there's dudes that they come through like ah willie and it's not taking any this not any yeah, yeah. against ah willie but it's like he's a young dude and since he was 14, 15 at a skate park, he's been essentially famous with sponsors and he's doing the thing. Obviously, it's because he's a fucking freak talent. Yeah. And he was born at the right age around that social media with YouTube, blah, 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 blah. So, like, for him, it's a different path. So, what you've had to come from is, like, you've had a job for a long time. You were yeah. just a dude that got his ass kicked by factory dudes as a motocross guy. Like, do you think yeah. that that those lessons and like your real world experience up to this point has sort of played a pretty big role i 100 like kids that haven't really been growing up with everything they cherish it a little bit more and they put in that extra effort to try and make it work whereas kids are you know I've, you know thankfully for good for them that their parents have always they've grown up with money they don't have to put in as much effort because no matter where they finish or do or what whatever they do they're still doesn't matter yeah because the money's there families are there whereas some like for me if i didn't do good then that was another chance that dad didn't want to spend the money to so us to go racing the week after yeah so i feel like if you you weren't brought up with you know all these opportunities then you work towards it more and you like for me i just i've learned a lot from my family like in the best possible way Dad didn't have a lot of money and we never had a lot of money but we always tried to do everything no matter what so I've just always just given it my all from then and just learnt from that that I don't want to be like that. I want to be successful and I'll do everything that I can to be successful so that when it comes to that situation yeah. and we've got money or if my kids need to go racing or anything, then we've got the money and we can go racing. And what, where, where did you grow up? You're pretty local to here, right? Goldie. Yeah. yeah grew up in the Goldie. Whereabouts? 
Uh, Ashmore, Banoa. Yeah, okay. Mm. And then, so it was pretty tough growing up, like trying to race and stuff like that. Yeah, back yeah. In the, back in those days. I wagged school for my missus that I have now. How long, have you been together like a long time, eh? Yeah, we've been together. Oh, no, we've only been together for five years, but we've... You've known each other forever. Yeah, we went We went out in school. Yeah, right. And I wagged school to go, to walk her home, and um, Dad found out. <laughs> and I was going to race Reedy Creek last round, of, last club day of the year, and I was winning. And <laughs> I went down to load and bike up. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's club day. You know, we're going, we're going racing. He's like, no, you're not. You wagged this week. We're not going. And it was all I had to do was turn up and finish like top five to just win a club championship, and he didn't take me. That's heavy. I lost it. I was man. I, I still even t- today, like ne- won't let him leave it down. <laughs> I'll hate him forever for that one. It's like an, an eighty-five X, cc. There's an X Games gold, and then a missing <laughs> yeah. Reedy Creek title yeah, that just fucking burns. C grade eighty-five cc. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I want. Yeah, and he didn't take me. I was devo. There's a lesson in that. Yeah. Did yeah. that shit stick with you though? Like in terms of the like, you know, because obviously that's a fucking hard can't move. But yeah, yeah, there's definitely some merit to that logic on his behalf. You know, for sure, I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah, if he my kid was wagging, but I, I was like, but I was I was walking a chick home. Yeah, I was just hanging out with a chick. Dad, dad, pussy. Come on, daddy, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She ain't easy to come by when nah, you're in school. Nah, bro, when right? you got it, you got to get it. Yeah, yeah, you got to get it while yeah. you're getting yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, it doesn't matter. He's like, we're not going. So fucking heavy, but eh? it was cool. It was good now that I look back at it because discipline and you know, so you know. How do you like? Because I've got like a fairly like a similar in a way of like the way that we grew up it was like it was pretty tough with being able to afford to go racing. Like me and my brother shared bikes. Like yep. he raced in the junior lights and I raced in the senior lights on the same fucking thing. So like that, and it was always went junior lights seniors. So like if Maddie crashed, bent handlebars fucking broke a clock like that's how i had to go racing you oh know? so you had you just had one bike yeah to share. one bike to yeah. share one bike and that was it and like the shittest of everything yeah. when it come to like gear and stuff like that yeah and it, i know i just i fucking hated it at the time and i just was so like down on it and you know i just was so bummed i wasn't one of the kids that like had all the cool shit yeah but it's like you look back at it now and you do really think appreciate it you know do you have that same sort of feeling for like your childhood and the way you grow up yeah because it it sucks when you're in it right yeah yeah it does because like well perfect example my best mate luke wilson him and his old man they had money fucking loaded (laughs) (laughs) they always fucking loaded so they always had the good stuff and that and it'd just be me with stock stuff no matter what like i was probably in a better position than what you were at least like i was had my we got our own bikes eventually yeah yeah you know the first few years like that's how it started for us like for sure and to for my first bike that i bought that thing like i bought a cr125 with like i worked at a fucking video store and an iga you know so it's just like but at the time i was just so fucking angry and frustrated (laughs) at the situation yeah i remember packing i was working for a little corner store packing drinks in the freezer and that what did you how old are you when you're doing that oh 12, 13, I yeah. think. Mackers. Yeah. First job was Mackers. Really? Yeah, with my bet, one of my good mates, Luke Whitaker. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Did you know Luke from Elevate? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah, I yeah, train? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's sick. We, our first jobs were Mackers at the same one. We'd go from school in Arvo, we'd go to work. What was it? What was the Goldie like back then? Like living around this sort of area? Is it super different now to what it was, do you think? Well, I never, I we grew up like Southport, Ashmore. So coming down here was like coming down to sydney yeah back then yeah it yeah. was like a long way away yeah so it was it was we just ride bmx 
every day Asheville BMX track after every after school every day so it was definitely better yeah yeah but you could see like how much it's changed here now because I wonder that like because mm. um, the Gold Coast is kind of like LA no one's from the Gold Coast nah, no you no. Know, and it's like LA you meet someone that is like born and raised in LA you're like Jesus fuck we should sit down and talk what was it like because yeah. it's just not that many of them everyone's left they've just got this hard feeling about the Gold Coast these days the way it is I find mm. everyone just like oh the Gold Coast isn't like it used to be and that well just don't surround yourself around that kind yeah. of sport. you know hang out in the right places on the Gold Coast I yeah. still love it here I'll always love it here but I hear so many people talking so much shit about it yeah I feel like um, there's definitely like you can just get so deep in the scene yeah and you just get fucking lost in the source you know it's like you're banging the same chicks your mates banging the same ever like there's really not that like burly for instance like gb since, yeah since we've yeah maybe G- we're G- talking about it <laughs> i'm gonna be the guy maybe my mate grant uh but you know you hear the stories of that shit and it's yeah. like you know there's only so many fucking places and then like you're like, well, it's a pavilion, and then it's like that's played out in three months, and now it's the fucking pink monkey, and it's like, oh, yeah, the pink like, monkey. Fuck, you're complaining about this thing that you're doing to yourselves. Like, yeah, yeah. I've never, I've even hung out down this way very often. Yeah, like really? pink monkey. I haven't been. I only knew. It's only just, yeah. What's the other one everyone hangs out at? Pavilion. Yeah, well, the one next door to Pink Monkey. Oh, Justin Lane. Yeah, so I've never, I've been there once. Yeah, but fine. like how everyone hangs out there all the time. What's well, so, that? I mean, it's easy because like everybody just walk there, you know. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. That's really the reason. Yeah, for me, it's like two-hour drive with traffic <laughs> it's coming from drive. Maudslin up my way but so where is that now so it's just behind movie world Maudslin yeah fucking thing bloody these mics I feel like yo I still got you yeah it's just I still got can me you, can you hear it did yeah. it drop out for you Mick no I wonder if it's just dropping out for me fuck <clears throat> hang on two secs yeah sorry mate fucking You're tech, right. tech issues so yeah <laughs> where so are you you don't live at the compound though right where you no nah. no nah, so uh my good buddy's family owns a compound and but he lives out there too yeah so when quarter pipe kind of came about after for x game sydney um i think it was coglin coglin was kind of organized always like would you ride quarter pipe i'm like yeah that'd be sick yeah and then um i rang scotty because i knew he lived on the farm I'm like, is there anywhere out there we can, like, even just a hill, we can cut into the hill and build the landing? And he's like, yeah, yeah let me have a chat. And then it was like a 5-8-acre block where they keep some of the cows. It had, like, a pile of dirt that was almost 10 metres high. It was, like, perfect. It, was, it could, couldn't have gone any better. Like, it was, like, made-to-be kind of deal. So we just trimmed into the into that and then built the got the, the ramp built. And then from then on, it was pretty smooth sailing so that's literally goes to what you're saying about like how it just seems like everything, everything's just working everything out. is like kind of fell into place like you know obviously you direct it yeah but it it, it worked it worked out each way have you had like any fucking stone sessions or any just like deep thoughts about like why has all of this happened to me oh, i got it like people some people like dude do you realize everything that's just happened i'm like not really because I was brought up to be the most hum- like to be humble. My 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 family have always tried to keep me as grounded as possible, and I'm always going to live by that. So when people are like, "Dude, you f- just did this. You fucking just did all this," I'm like, "Hey, that's I love it." Well, what about you? How's yeah. your day been? You know? Or to me, it's like I've got they're good goals that I've knocked knocked off, but I've got bigger goals, and I'm just like kind of already, you know, charging towards those. Yeah, but I mean, at some point though, like you, I mean, it's not not humble to really take stock of like what you've done and yeah. the things you know like so 
have you had those like moments of reflection where it's like you just can't believe what has happened you know like because you are a super humble dude every interact mm. like there's i don't think there's a risk of anyone thinking that you're, you're not dick. and it's yeah. like it's funny because you know the people that i get on the podcast are cool as fuck people yeah but a lot of times the problem is is that they want to be so humble yeah okay. that it's like they're not you know what i mean they're not it's, opening up yeah, kind of thing. and it's like yeah, yeah. so no one is going to think you're a fucking dick <laughs> if you say like it is crazy you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like don't think that that's the risk you're nah, gonna like to I, here. no i'm pumped i'm like it, it's i yeah like i'm over the moon about it i'm stoked it couldn't have gone any better it mm. really couldn't have like even all every every one of my jumps in america three competitions could i had one sketchy one yeah right and there was i was driving down the road the other day and i was just like fuck you are you're the best on the planet there's no you 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 won it all you know you beat the guys you've always wanted to beat or you've always watched so you 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 beat them you're better than them you're good you you're the best so that i've got to like remind myself that way yeah you got a world record man it's like crazy and i was like fuck yeah that's right that's fucking sick well like because it's hard because i mean even for me with like the jujitsu stuff right it's yep. like you gotta have no ego you can't do that but it's like you do to be a competitor like the definition of com competition at its core like you need an ego to want to win yeah 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 so it's like it's a tightrope balance that you have to walk between having enough ego to get the job done but not having so much of an ego that you're a fucking moron <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and where people are like don't really like you yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. it's like you're that like a floyd mayweather or you know yeah, there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a there's a line that you have to walk but it's like you know if i had zero ego in a competition in a fight then i'd just let the dude fucking choke yeah, me yeah, and yeah. i'd be like it's all good man i don't care yeah i, yeah, I got yeah. no ego next so one. it's like exactly so it's like you do need some form of ego to like be a competitor but to be a good person you also want to have as little ego as possible it's a it's a hard balance to find yeah well exactly i i for me how i do it i just listen to some music like an hour before the competition and i just like re tell myself like you can do it you're better than them don't be a fucking pussy you're good i even like in my bar pad i'll write a little like a x game sydney don't be a fucking pussy i saw that <laughs> like yeah it's like you gotta step out of your your humbleness and you gotta go and perform yeah and then you can step back in like perfect example tyler berriman the most humblest dude you'll ever meet the best dude you'll ever meet man i got so much respect for that kid but when it comes to riding a dirt bike you see him he's like you dog. see him yeah yeah, yeah. he kills it but you see him like before like even a jump at world games he's like in his groove he's like listening to music whatever he's doing and then after when he gets off the bike man best person you'll ever meet yeah 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 i got a lot of respect for that dude um and the rest of them <clears throat> do you get on with all those dudes or every one of them because it's, no. it's a small group like what you guys do like there's not that many people in the world well there's pretty much only five or six of us yeah and when i first like x game sydney was when i first competed like against axel and that but all, every one of those guys have like invited me in with arms wide open yeah no one's been like oh you're the new kid on the block trying to step on our territory it's none of that it's been like full gates open come in it was like, i think it was quarter pipe practice in paris when i went over there before the competition last year that's when I first rode with him, first met him. After every one of my jumps, Axel, Berriman, Colby, dude, that was sick. That yeah. was fucking awesome. You know, you're killing it. Like when they didn't need to do that, I was a new dude, like just trying to come and ride, and they were just pumped. I wonder if that's because um, it is such a small group. Because for you guys, it's like there's a legit sport there, and there's a 
around a legit sport becomes an I- industry like you now have a, an income based off this sport that yep. you do and it's like if you guys were dicks to each other at this early stage in the game and it become fragmented and and watered down a little bit and that you guys weren't getting along like it's because it's hard to progress a sport if everyone's just kind of off doing it separately like you guys are sort of in this little boat together and it's like x games could clip this event tomorrow yeah exactly and then you'd be fucked yeah so it's like it's sort of you guys are half responsible for like kind of propping this whole thing up we need to put on a good front enough for people to invest into our sport like 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 you said x games can cut it straight away like we are we are struggling for riders as it is but I think what we have, which is really strong, we're all like best mates. Yeah. Like we all are competitors, but we're all best mates too. So we can put, um, we kind of give companies um, secure, like they're secure to put money into us yeah. because we can represent them well or something like that. That's how I see it anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um, with the, so we'll go back to the compound because it's a pretty cool story. Yeah. So like when did that sort of, things start like the momentum first start to build when it comes to the to getting this compound sorted straight after my uh, invite for x game sydney for whip yep i spoke to cam coglin i'm like we were just talking about the event and he's like oh we're struggling for riders for quarter pipe and that's when we i spoke to scotty and the klein schmidt families uh, at the time he still does uh sj earthworks he has built my compound looks after it maintains it still to this day that's when we spoke i'm like i need a quarter pipe and that's when we found that pile of dirt and we started shaping then gary from showtime he gave me two ramps and i was like i'm just gonna i was just thinking i'm like how am i going to build a quarter pipe yeah so i cut well they bolted it away from each other two set um normal aussie fmx comp ramps pulled them pulled them apart sat them on the pile of dirt and then just made the dirt the transition out of dirt yeah and then we just eyed it we're like oh it looks pretty steep let's just try that really and we pulled the dirt like on the landing and then I just tried to jump it, crashed, 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 because the thing was too steep, too much angle. It was just going to the moon. Front front end was so high, and I kept crashing. So then we started to change it, started to jump. And then we just figured it out as it, as it went on from there. So I kind of like I owe it all mainly to the Kleinschmidt family and Scotty from SJ Earthworks, because without them, I wouldn't have even had a quarter pipe, let alone just a jump to practice whips on. So yeah, yeah, without them. It might not have all been possible it's insane eh, to think mm. that so yeah. with the um with that ramp so you there's no like spec ramp or there's no because i feel like with the like that was the thing with the freestyle ramp now like a 75 foot ramp's a 75 foot ramp yeah. right yeah yeah so the now we've got our 18 footer the normal comp quarter pipe that we use so there is like a standard full spe- yeah the full standard spec ramp which i got the specs from x games to build mine yeah but my ramp before that was just based just a on job. Yeah, just put it on there. Oh, that looks pretty good. We packed it up a little bit, tried to get a little bit steeper at first. Yeah, took it away, started going higher, steeped it up a little bit more, started landing too low on the landing, <laughs> took the steepness out of it. The the best part about quarter pipe is chasing the setting with the bike and the ramp setup. Yeah, like right. the scariest thing for me going into a quarter pipe contest is the first jump, no matter what, because you don't know where you're gonna land. You can knuckle it. You can land on the flat. It looks good. Looks, yeah, it looks all right. But my first jump at Minneapolis, front wheel, rear wheel, knuckled. Didn't even jump. I'm like, nah, ramp's not where it meant to be. Colby, first jump, knuckled. Really? Yeah, that's the scariest part of any jump. Even at World Games, I was like looking at this ramp. And I jumped it the year before. And I was like, man, what am I, what am I doing back here? 
Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And because that's massive, thirty-two foot. Because that's what Berriman said. That thing's just like fucking gnarly. You see it on video, and you're like, "That's big." But when you're there in person, like it's it's stupid. It's like five stories high. Just well, it'd be three or four stories high. Just the up ramp. And you gotta do, you gotta just pin it off that as fast as a four fifty will go. No thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was the same. Yeah. I was the same. You start. You, you know, they give you four or five days practice. Yeah. And but we, is it easy to like half ass that? You know what I mean? Like there's because I mean you've like you've got to be going fast just to get to the top of yeah. that ramp. So it's like to just jump four feet, you've still got to be pretty fucking. You still got to be committed. Yeah. If you're not committed, you don't turn. You just come. You just come rolling back down backwards. So it's um yeah full commitment with that stuff. That's what's the scariest part. Yeah, you either got to go for it or you just don't go you for it. You don't ride at the yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So what was the like what was the learning process then for like how long did it take to sort of get semi comfortable with it all? Yeah, still to, even to this day, I'll still second guess myself. Yeah. Like even though you know I ride it and I've got one at home every day or every week leading up to the so i'd ride friday saturdays away from movie world every week on the friday i'd be like man it would be wednesday i'd be like fuck i gotta ride this ramp on friday really it yeah. was on your mind that much all week i'm like man i gotta ride this thing on friday and like i'd already already riding it good probably going like 25 30 foot and then i'd go home like yeah i'm sick two days my sunday monday but i got it i'm feel good tuesday i'm like start thinking about it wednesday i'm like fuck i gotta ride this ramp on friday dude it's gnarly that it's like that in your head yeah, yeah. because normally you do something like you can even see the dudes that well perfect example would be like the first time you do a backflip yeah and you're like fuck this i'm gonna die and then yeah. you do it and then it's like three weeks of doing backflips you're just cruising doing backflips but it's like you you'd think that would happen with a quarter pipe ramp right yeah well my first that's like coming into your first backflip even the first jump off quarter pipe you're like oh thank god but then you're like even for me for the second third jump i'm like still feels like the first jump because it's like wind and bike set up because mm. it's such a big ramp like it's so much goes into it for me i don't know like i don't really like it because i feel like i know too much now mm. so when i need something done i can feel it on the ramp well when i know something's not right i, I know it straight away yeah so i'll try to fix it but then I'll, I'll kind of overthink it a little bit yeah i'm trying to chase stuff when it probably shouldn't just be chasing it just keep riding yeah okay. so i've been i feel like i've been around the sport enough now to know like i've had my suspension out of my bike probably 20 times in the last six months really back to costanzo just like let's try this let's try that i'm getting i'm feel too dipped let's try something in the shock just always trying to chase the setting that's the that's where the motivation comes from yeah and i guess then that would sort of explain the the lack of comfortability on the bike and second guessing it is because you're going in there with like new settings every time all right? time yeah so i took a set of a kit shower stuff to world games from my good buddy nick schmidt yeah like full set of suspension because i didn't think my stuff was going to be hard enough yeah and the stiffer it is for that quarter pipe the higher you can go because it, it the softer it is it slows you down kind of thing yeah you're literally going to decelerate as it goes through the stroke, yeah, right? yeah 100 percent. and then after the first day of practice i'm like I'm, i was too scared to bolt it in because i didn't know where it was going to send me i don't know if it was going to like yeah push through too much knuckle it be too stiff with too much re rebound land on the bottom and when you're going up that high you don't want to be landing on the flat is there uh, a thing that you could do with the quarter pipe to where you could like go into a foam pit do you think or is it just not you could like it'd just be like how they do now with the flare ramps yeah you just have right. a big one yeah but still yeah 
you, yeah, you definitely could. Just for like the testing side yeah, of it. And for like, sure. Have you thought about like how far you could really go? Yeah, so I've already reached out to Guinness World Records to try and do a record jump. Yeah. I can't say any more about it because yeah. I'm still trying to work on it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to do like a record jump at the moment, try and get it locked in for next year. So. so do you have like a number in your head of like what you think is possible? Yeah, and speed and ramp size and stuff. So it's I just want to push the sport. I want to do new stuff that no one's done before. I want to break records or Guinness World Records, set Guinness World Records. That's a big thing for me. Yeah. People are like, oh, what are you going to do now? You won gold and gold and that. I'm like, yeah, obviously I want to back my medals up, but I want to do different stuff too. Like mm. I want to try stuff maybe on fire or try go high. I want to do 50 foot next year. Yeah. So we're gonna, me and Taz, my mechanic, we'll put everything we can into the, to the bike next year to try and get that high. Well, that's what Sam was saying before is that you and Taz were like so detailed about the bike, like changing air pressures before each run and like you guys were just breaking it down so much. Yeah, so we had like, we had a routine in, three jumps, try that setting, stop, talk about it, change it, three jumps, see how it felt. And that went for four days at World Games. Same at X Games. Like we had two hours practice before the competition, an hour each day. But quarter pipes, like, you can only jump it so much. Like, you can, but it's hard on your body. And, you know, you want to be good for the competition. Yeah. So, probably only ride, like, half an hour each day. But, yeah, a few jumps, try something. Feels good. It's whipping around too quick. Slow the rebound down. Um, ignition at World Games. Like, I felt like I was reaching the limit before I come off the ramp. Yeah. And I did it in 10, 2018. I reached the limit before I got off the ramp. And it just... It just like, goes flat. It's just like hitting the brakes. Yeah. And it just had no rotation. I went straight up and just ditched it. And just like slid down the landing on my back. Really? Yeah. And because it's like artificial grass, you just slid. But I was just so, it's like so lucky. Yeah. It still be- fucking sketches you out too. Yeah. Just because I hit the limiter at the top of the ramp. So we tried this new setting in the ignition, which revved the bike out higher than normal from like 11,000 to 14,000. And um, it worked better. But then it kind of like, it was like that fine line for the engine. Yeah. Like from either blowing up or anything like that. So. Oh yeah. Because we you're revving it too hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were changing all kinds of stuff. And then I, I'm assuming that like the whole gearing and stuff would be pretty. Yeah, we changed. We went down two and back up one. Um, what else? And then suspension. It was mainly suspension mm. because you can do two or three clicks and it can be the difference between landing on the bottom of the landing or landing really high. So. And so, what are you looking for in your suspension? Like, what's the perfect world, like the Goldilocks zone for you? Well, your first jump, you'll either know straight away if it's got too much rebound because you'll land pretty low down the landing. And then if it doesn't have enough and it feels dead, you'll knuckle it. Mm. So then we'll try and we'll put some more rebound in the front. So the rebound is controlling your, like, I guess your horizontal away from the ramp, essentially. Yeah, just popping off to get back to the landing. Yeah. So So how far back do you track? Like, so if the ramp is here, like, say, let's say the ramp is zero. Yeah. Are you going backwards when you land or are you going forwards? Well, you're going backwards. So but, you're actually jumping and floating backwards. Yeah. So the ramp that you'd want to be from, like, like you said, zero. Perfect example is zero to zero. Yeah. But you can. It's for trying to find the setting to get to zero. So the first jump might be like plus two, or the first jump might be minus two or something like that. So it's just trying to find the setting to bring it. So the ramp will be about here. Yeah. You want to land straight next, exactly where the ramp is on so the landing. So where do they set that up though? Like because the nitro one looks like that the. Can you pull up the nitro ramp, Mick? Like, just the world game. So it'll ramp. always be like just in front of the landing. All right. So yeah. So yeah, see it so there. 
it's like so it actually yeah it is for uh forward from the left yeah uh, it's in front of the landing kind of thing yeah yeah. okay cool so basically it's not so much technique that is getting you um the your technique isn't controlling the forward or back where you land it's bike setting yeah because the faster you come into it the more you push through it yeah okay and if you roll if you come in too quick too early you push through and you knuckle it but if you come in slow at first and you wind it on from the bottom of the ramp that initial wind on gives you more pop off yep. it because you're not compressing through the ramp so much so you yeah if you wind it on from the bottom you pop down the landing more it's, it's tricky man it's it keeps me coming back for more every time so what's your like because when tyler was on here he was talking about like you want to go as straight as possible yeah yeah so like explain i guess that you what like what's in your head like your checklist of getting to the say the world record height so pretty well we'll talk about world games ramp ramp because are they different yeah so world games is pretty much the faster you can ride into that thing and the straighter you can go the, the higher you can go yeah um, and then yeah it's pretty much to get the thing turned to come back down you need to be like kind of like Tyler I, I got a similar riding style to Tyler on the world games ramp because it's a little bit more bi- it's bigger and it's a bit easier for style yeah so the faster you can go the straighter you can go on a quarter bike ramp you just kind of lean lean back under it and you kind of just like upside down yeah but with the X games one because it's smaller it's so much more aggressive so you can't come in too quick you so it's really like popping you off that. Yeah. It's not like a floater feeling. No, it's like a super kick quarter pipe. Yeah, okay. So the faster you come in, I was bottoming out in Norway and I was just going straight to the roof. No turn or nothing. I don't know if you've seen Colby's crash at Minneapolis. No, we could, was it on YouTube? We could find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he come in too quick. This was on like his fifth jump, probably his second last jump. And he come in too fast, bottomed out, went to the roof and, um, and come down like had a pretty gnarly crash, so... Which one? Do you know how far in it would yeah, be? Yeah, go to like the 17 minute mark. Oh, this is 2018. Oh. oh. No. Yeah, this is 2018. It's not? No, no 2019, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this one right here. Oh. So go back a bit, Mick. Fuck, that is gnarly, yeah. dude. He got slapped. So I was winning at this point, and obviously he was trying to beat me, and he's just trying to come in quicker but he's coming too quick dude that shit is so gnarly like <laughs> they really got I, I feel like the first year they didn't get the angles as right filming wise nah they f- fixed them with everything even whip yeah right cause yeah the footage like that one whip where Berriman over does it and like barely brings so this is it, is yeah, it? so he'll, he, he's bottomed out there front so high so can you just like press the back button Mick I'll just talk like through the, it yeah cause it'd be cool to like just like the back arrow should just go back like 10 seconds when it's playing yeah yeah Yeah. so he's coming in trying to go like a, a little bit faster than what we normally are to yeah. go higher and he's bottomed out at this point yeah and you, you you're looking at the landing before you come off the ramp and the front's so high and he's chasing it he's chasing the rear around and because he's still right as he lands he's just it just pulls his hands off the bars so essentially the front of your bike stays up like the whole time and you're trying like that's what you're trying to do is follow it with the rear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you, so what he's done when it's bottomed out, it's just floated yeah. the front and yeah. it puts like that weird zero gravity feeling where it's like you feel like you can't turn it back. Yeah, exactly. He's like in a stall where you can't get it back. Yeah, right. That's why, that's why it's so such a fine line on the ramp because if you bottom out, you can't get it back from a certain point. 
and it's all because you've bottomed out through the forks yeah through and, the forks and so that's going too fast too fast and too much commitment yeah right yeah as you can see your yard sale here so that's got to be a head fuck because you're trying to go higher as high as you can yeah yeah and well, like how do you go higher you go faster well my my highest jump here at minneapolis was the limit that's as high as i could go on the night really yeah because i was on the limiter because we did the same as that it like bottomed out and i went to the roof and i was just on the limiter the whole way i'm like trying to get this thing around it wasn't coming and all the way like to the landing i just got it back and he just just makes it just just got it back yeah. and so what are you doing to try and bring the rear around pretty much just like a whip you know how we're all in the limiter to try to keep the momentum yeah as soon as i come off the ramp i knew i didn't have the pop or i knew the pop was like i bottomed out i pushed mm. through it too much so i was just like oh you get that feeling you, you swallow your heart and you're like oh fuck <laughs> and i was just like on the limit of trying to do that's all you can do what else do you do yeah. you just hold the thing wide open and you just try and keep the momentum going yeah <clears throat> that's fucking heavy but yeah, play, play that again me i want to see a couple more of these bad boys <laughs> yeah it's such a gnarly gnarly event yeah like it really isn't it um is this the crash yeah, this is yeah. Crash. fuck so he dude you're so high like that did he get how bad did he get hurt there? he was all right i think he just like whacked his head a bit maybe yeah. a bit of a concussion dude how badass was his uh real moto bit this year his is my favorite he's a fucking g dude and he's and he's a, he's a good dude yeah, yeah right. i talk i talk highly at colby he's always like showing me respect it just goes either way but yeah his wall ride at that off the back of that ramp van or whatever he had nah, was sick. and he it, the bet the best thing about it was that he crashed the one before mm. and then he just like got up and he's like yeah here you go so that front's just like just staying you up can't there. Like you bike. can't get the you can't get it back from there so like the front wheel is basically higher than yep the rear wheel the entire time and he's trying to stomp on it and it's just too much too much pressure Fuck, you got down to that pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He whacked his head pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's still a, a big knock. So can we watch one of um, Corey's now? If you go back to the my jump before that one, that's my, that was my highest. So yeah, just about there somewhere. Uh, yeah, there you go. So this is the one where I... Uh, just before this jump, I think. Just before Berriman's? Yeah. Dude, he just looks so fucking He's good so all good, the man. time. He's got... Yeah, this one. So go back. It's crazy the difference between you guys. Like, Josh Hill is such a badass on a dirt bike. Yeah. And it's like, you just can't... It, it's obvious that you just can't figure this out in that shorter period of time, right? Yeah, like if someone for that caliber... Yeah, like, like he's, on this. he's one of the best dudes. Yeah. Yeah, so you could see, like, yeah, yeah. I was, like, chasing. I'm like, yeah. oh, I wasn't sure if it was going to come around. Uh, the so next, they'll show, like, a slow-mo. Yeah, the next video is, pretty, is, is much better. Yeah, okay. But at this point, I'm like, man, this is... To me, this is, like, what I've worked for my whole... The whole... Like, the last 12 months. So you can see now, I'm like... I'm on the limit of the whole... This whole time in the air. So the difference between you and Colby's is your rear wheel did end up higher than the front. Yeah, whereas his was... His didn't. Nah. It always stayed up. Okay, so that sort of makes sense with this whole thing. Yeah, so because he came in, he obviously bottomed out harder than me. Yeah. And I could, I bottomed out, but I could chase it around, whereas his yeah. was too far gone. Yeah. And then this is TV trying, TV trying just, to get that gold. And I mean, so 30, 30 feet, 7 inches is Berriman's for third place. 
and 32 feet 6 inches is first place like how big a deal is that 2 feet like how hard is that to make up um it is well Berriman ended up coming up to 31.5 okay. on his next ones but to get the space between 2 foot at that height is massive and so is it all bike set up all bike set up Isn't like that you can crazy? you can you can be as committed as you want to like if you want to ride as fast as you can at that ramp go right ahead but that, that's that's, that's the, what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, unless you got the like the bike set up, then it's just that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to push through it, bottom out. And I think the biggest thing for me going through this whole situation was getting a landing right. Yeah. I'd like there's some landings at home. I'd land and I'd be winded, like just from the landing, and, and I'd step off it, like drop so the no bike, crash, no. no crash, roll away, completely winded. Are you hitting like your chest on like the bars and shit? No, nah, no, nah, just just it's that much it's force. Just, I snapped a foot peg off, like a few months ago, like a a, a good moto stuff titanium one. So completely snapped it off. Just pure nothing wrong. Nah, no, nah, nothing. Not nah, everything was normal. And I just like I was so lucky because it kind of snapped it off, but it kind of was still dangling. Mm. So I didn't like push through and like stomp my leg on the ground. But yeah, completely snapped it off. Yeah, I just it's just so much pressure through your body it's so hectic dude yeah yeah it's gnarly until you see it like it's all right talking about it yeah but when you see it like that's there hasn't hasn't yet to be a quarter pipe competition in australia yet yeah I'm, true so as soon as we do have one it's gonna it's gonna be sick for for everyone yeah. to see how much goes into it and how high we can actually go like just the ramp like 18 foot that's six meters yeah. before we even get off the thing yeah so it's so gnarly it's sick I have, love it have you thought about reaching out to like Showa or KYB or like someone like an actual manufacturer to like see because it's really be the forks right like the shock's not as important or is the shock as just as important as the forks yeah shock's just as important because I'd like one so my biggest thing well, at Minneapolis for example I struggled and whip because we didn't get the setting right from quarter pipe ah. we put so much into the setting that it's so stiff um, that it's too stiff for whip. Yeah. And like with our practice at uh, Minneapolis for whip, we had, I think I had five jumps and that was all we got. So to try and get the setting right was just wasn't enough time. Mm. So we struggled there for whip. But after I went to Norway, we had like a lot more time and my suspension felt real soft after the flight. I don't know what happened, but it was a bit of a blessing because I felt like I could whip. Everything was sick. Turndowns were like pretty backwards, pretty much backwards. I could get under my whips and stuff. So it was a bit of a blessing knowing how soft it was. So we're kind of just running off that for Monster Cup. Yeah. And see how we go. But yeah, it's crazy. The settings is more than what I than I what I like them to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think that like reaching out to like an actual manufacturer and like really trying to dial in the suspension would be like the next step? For sure. So yes, definitely. Um so Charlie Costanza is a G when it comes to suspension. Yeah, 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 yeah. See so, so he actually he he steers me away from using a kit or any like sh- like obviously shower is man you've come standard on the bikes now yeah and he thinks that they're just as good as an a kit kind of setup yeah he'd rather work on the, the stuff that comes factory than the a kit stuff well because i mean really like the difference in that a kit stuff is sometimes the diameter but mostly it's just like the anti-friction sort of st- coding sort of stuff which is going to give you like initial plushness which yeah. is like out of the window for what you're trying to achieve yeah and right? a little bit of like lightweight stuff like they're, I think they're a little bit lighter yeah they would be a bit lighter yeah, they, for sure yeah well they feel lighter yeah so I'm, I'm not sure I haven't I haven't really exhausted that option yet yeah so um yeah I yeah. feel like the standard suspension it's really it's seems like it's more would be like spring rates 
it's yeah oil yeah. thickness oil heights or like, and all that and then yeah. valving that would yeah. really like there's so much stuff that can sort of be done there yeah i feel like some kind of like gnarly progressive spring would be the move like you remember like the old mountain bike I'm, i wonder a moto springs progressive these days yeah like i'm sure if you got some like hardcore progressive spring that just like got really fucking hard by by the end of it you know well i think charlie like we were mates but now we're not i think he just hates me because i've had, i've pulled my suspension out and like i'll he's just the biggest nerd though that he yeah. would love that oh shit. he loves it <laughs> like he's he he hates me but we got like a, ha- yeah, a love-hate yeah. relationship but he's just always like i'll, I'll yeah like i said i pull my we've pulled my stuff out over 20 times in the last six months like just i'll feel something like oh not because i want it to be fixed because i just, but you just to, want to try a different shit try, and i just want to try to be better yeah. no matter what so i'm always just pulling stuff out let's try this let's try that and then we'll there's sometimes we'll go back and we'll just keep that setting so yeah he <laughs> he's um he like he likes me for my motivation, but he doesn't like me for All for the, the work. Bullshit that you've got to <laughs> yeah. Do. Yeah, Have yeah. you kept like a really detailed log of everything that you've done yeah, and yeah. then wrote down like how it felt and shit like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. See, that's just cool as fuck to but, me, dude. Like, but I'll just ring him on the yeah. day. There's some days I'll even get him out. He'll he's been out two or three days and he'll just watch and I'll tell him how it feels. But yeah, we've got full full book on what we've done at this point, what we've what I did in America, Minneapolis, Norway, full settings. So I was on the phone in Norway, just like, what it feels too soft, what can we do? It was like 10 minutes before um, quarter pipe. I mean, whip. I just had quarter pipe, last quarter pipe practice. I had the forks out, pouring oil in the forks, trying to stiffen them up. You and need two sets of suspension, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I just need two bikes. <laughs> and um, poured some oil. I was just hoping that it was good for the competition in Norway. And then my first warm-up jump, I was like, oh, fuck, thank fuck. It's good because like my whole practice axle was like higher and I wasn't boosting, but I was quite, I was pretty much there and I wasn't boosting. And then after the first warm up jump, I could boost. I was like, oh, fuck, thank fuck. So yeah, 10 minutes before the competition, we had the forks out, putting oil in them, trying to be better. That's so hectic. Yeah. I just, to me, like that's what makes this whole thing with you so rad is just like, just the attention to detail and the effort. And it's so specific and it's like, I just love it when a dude comes along and goes this deep into something with a goal in mind and then you pull it off. Yeah. You know, because it's like Axel's not doing that. You know, Colby's not doing like those guys and it's not nothing against them or not a negative, but it's just like you just did it so much deeper and it's like this is what happens. Well, I seen that. I seen that no one put so much effort into it in that perspective. So like I like I just exhausted every option, no matter mm. what. Like having Taz, Taz come out with me on the weekend, my mechanic. I, I ride whip and quarter part. I don't need a mechanic out there, but I bring him out anyway because like why not? Like we're I'm, you know, there's the market for being successful and money and everything. Yeah. It's all for me. It's it's completely worth it to have him out there. Like he'll he'll like we change engines in in a, in a bike last week. Yeah. So I had an 18 that felt dead, felt like it just run its life out. So I brought a bike from Gary, an old, a second-hand one, but it was newer. And the, um, the engine was no good. So we pulled my 18 engine out, put it in a 19 chassis, and just, just to ride whip on the weekend. So we were like we were up to like midnight, like two nights before the weekend, just trying to swap engines over and just to try and feel at least a little bit good, just so I can be comfortable to ride good. I feel like you're the kind of guy that 
even if you weren't professional doing this shit at X Games, like you'd probably still be pulling motors out of cars and putting new cranks on pushies that you ride to the shop. Like, are you just that dude? I'm that dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking, that's Attention what I, that's to what detail. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like your chick gets a fucking beach cruiser and you're like, no, 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 we should put these cranks on. Tire shine. Like, let's get these, but, you know, let's change the gearing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Is that, have you always been like that? Yeah, yeah. So growing up racing, dad was always, we'd always washing bikes. It was always like attention to detail, pulling them apart, pulling them back together. So it was always kind of in the blood. From, from early on and you just enjoy you obviously like enjoy that shit yeah. though right oh I love I love being in the garage pulling bikes apart putting them back together you know trying to make them a bit better than what they were before so yeah that's a little like it's like going nearly all my events I'll keep helmets and boots and stuff because it's just stuff to you yeah. know um, memorabilia yeah. and that kind of stuff so yeah. I'm just I'm big on all my shit looking good yeah so that I can hang it up it's <laughs> like uh, what would you like what would you liken this to because it this seems old school in a way to where it's like before there was factory bikes before there was factory riders and you had guys building their own maybe speedway or you know what i mean like these guys that are just you you the dude that's going to do the best is the guy that's the best mechanic and the best driver it sort of seems like that's what the world that you're playing in which is really different to freestyle and stuff now like to be good at freestyle it's like you gotta have resi ramps and you gotta have like yeah there's a lot of that accessory sort of stuff that it seems like this is like a real man and machine type of sport right you can be the most talented guy in the world but unless you got talent in marking yourself and making sure your equipment's up to scratch then that's the difference between Mm. being the best and not being the best it's like unless you can put it put your all your how do you say it all your efforts in to both or everything at once then you're kind of bank bashing your head against the, against the wall mm. you always well like not always but it seems like in this little transition for to being this to now being Corey creed essentially that everybody knows about like it seems like you've had a bunch of really cool people like even with sam like how much sam sort of but like even you know with just different contacts and like it seems like you really did embrace the like the hustle side of it in terms of because essentially you run a business yeah for sure like you run you are a business i'm big on there's like no i in team yeah and like yeah like you said sam and taz and scotty and the client family and my my tiff my fiance it's every one of those per those people without them it wouldn't wouldn't be possible even my dad my mom everyone puts in a little bit of something and it's like yeah you, you surround yourself by by the right people if that's another thing if you can't surround yourself with the right people then that's where you lack in yeah. being better what um had you done much traveling outside of the country before you went on this whole like x games run and stuff yeah because when i'd lived in germany doing the oh, show there you, you did all that stuff right? so when i'd have my days off there europe you know what europe's like it's quite small yeah two days is more than enough to travel the outside of europe so i pretty much done most of europe china so how old were you when you went to europe then 19 i think fuck really 2020 i mean 2012 13 and 14 i think so no i was i was 25 24 25 yeah right mm. that's a pretty like sick experience for china was a sick one really like it was europe was 10 times better but china was like an eye-opener really yeah it's like third world you see shit it's yeah it's gnarly so what was the what did your life look like at that point in time when you're in china doing those shows 
I'm just a young kid trying to ride his dirt bike, you know, for money. Um, had a girlfriend that was probably the worst decision. <laughs> you know, you go through yeah, those yeah. those chicks. Yeah. Took her over there with me, thought it was, you know, we broke up, thought it was the end of the world. Um, yeah, life was just about trying to ride and trying to have a girlfriend at that point, 18 and 19. What else was it really like? Yeah, true way. Eh? Yeah. Um, what, what was like the average, like, because you, you know it's like yeah i went and i lived there but it's like what was living there actually like i mean you got to have a fucking house in china you got to go to supermarkets in china like that's got to be the weirdest deal right yeah well that was that's what was good with dave ellis he had all these connections that organized all that stuff for us yeah so right. when we got there we walked straight into a house we had a we had uh transport that would get us from the park home it was pretty easy other than the language barrier yeah i, okay. I, I went off first school i didn't even know how to say no <laughs> how do yes. you say no in fucking Chinese? I think it's mayo. <laughs> no shit. Mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's mayo. That's so funny. I can't remember. It was a while ago now. But yeah, then you start. That's what was the hardest part. You didn't even know how to get in a cab. Where do you yeah. tell them to go? So that was the hardest part. Was it weird living in that realm of... Like, because it's a pretty... It's a weird life to... You go there you just get paid to ride yeah and then you got this house with like these other aussies but there's no one else around you that really speaks english like it's got to be a trip right yeah well it was like if anything it gave you anxiety because it re- you realize how far away you were yeah. from home but um yeah i was over there with a few other aussie boys so it was fun and it was cheap we partied and you know it was it was a good life but yeah i was kind of had a crash and then it, i was like oh it's my ankle's pretty sore but it's not broken but i'm going home yeah okay. it's my way out you're over it yeah i was over it how long were you there for um 10 months it's a pretty solid stint really yeah it was enough <laughs> <laughs> it was enough it was more than enough yeah was yeah. it was it fun to party over there yeah it was sick because it was like 10 bucks where you can drink all night with a booth at a club really and oh, was it like it was clubs? pretty much it would have been like 45 bucks and it was sick was it was the girl situation any good over there no good oh there was russian dancers but they were all snapped up with the russian other russian dude dancers and you probably don't want to fuck with the russian shit nah not at all all the dudes yeah yeah that's (laughs) what i'm saying like that's the the fucking the whole russian thing you're just like oh maybe i'll just leave all of this alone (laughs) yeah nah well i had to i took my chick over there traveled like dragged her around so how did that go in your in uh, china uh, with her, it was all right. <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> no, nah, it was shit. Oh, God, I, was, I it can't was see a chick being that pumped move. on China. No, no, no. Dude, I've done dumb shit, though, with chicks. Yeah, I, yeah. Used to, I used to, like, feel like every time I come back to Australia for, like, three years, I had, like, a different American chick and expected the same, res- <laughs> uh, a different result. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot, dude. you got to stop doing this. But I I, I, I don't regret it now. It's yeah. Like, you know, you learn from that that kind of shit, so. Oh, fuck yeah. you yeah. got to do it. Yeah, 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 you got to yeah. be a dumb cunt. Gotta- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah um, maybe a couple times more than this the once yeah no fuck i feel you trust me every time bro but no this monster chick is gonna be different (laughs) (laughs) no bro no they're different oh no i swear she's different bro (laughs) oh fucking funny and then so was that after europe so the germany thing was first china was first and then you went to yeah then i come home you're like fuck it i feel like we can make this work a second time yeah yeah I i wasn't with her I was single after China. That's how, that's how good it went. <laughs> anyway, got home, had a few crashes, broke my wrist real bad, compound my femur. That oh. took me out for probably... How did you do that? So my my good mate, Luke Wilson, I was speaking about, we were um, riding at his track at Pimpermire where they had... Yeah, yeah. With Reardon and that? Yeah, yeah. 
and um, we were just riding around. He was building this double that went downhill. Was it on the motocross track? Or the yeah, supercross motocross track. track. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm gonna go. I'll do. By the time you drive the bod, bobcat, this old stitch up. Yeah, bobcat up to the car. I'll do a lap, and then that'll be. We'll meet there at the same time, kind of deal. And um, it was just miscommunication. I come over the double, and he was reversing up the bo- bobby and fuck off. Yeah, straight into the back of the bobcat compound for me. I tib fib broke my hand. Oh, bro. Yeah, I like died three times in surgery. What? Yeah, like come out of surgery and you know like the things that they stick down your throat yeah, and try yeah. and get you going again and all that. Yeah, they were like on the side. I was like, yeah, it was a trip. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So gnarly. what was the complications in the surgery then? Um, I, I can't even remember now, to be honest. But um, yeah, apparently they're like, yeah, we lost you like three times. We had to resuscitate you. How old were you? Uh, like mid-20s. Yeah, yeah, 23, 24, I think. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, yeah. So that was a big one. That 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 knocked me out for probably 12 months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a hard one to come back from, eh? And I cancelled my insurance like three weeks before it. Good move. Could, yeah, so it worked out. <laughs> so why did you just couldn't afford <laughs> couldn't it? Couldn't afford it. Fuck, yeah. that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Dude, cool. Robbie Marshall, didn't you have you on, on that combined insurance program back then? Tim Farrell, actually. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I, so actually, good. no, I lie, because I, I didn't actually... Oh, that's amazing. I knew they worked for combined, Yeah, but I didn't deal with them through, like with it. Yeah, I didn't okay. really know those guys then. Yeah, right. So, but once I knew that they worked there, that's how I was like, oh, I'll try this combined thing. Yeah, okay. Mm. Dude, I remember, um, yeah, they were fucking doing that shit like pretty pretty yeah. heavy. It was fucking good, though. Like, I heard I'll, they were killing it, too. I'll, yeah, a lot of, and a lot of people use that. Shit. Yeah, like yeah. that that was like the best little marketing scheme ever like because he was because tim used that like that money to start his fencing business and now he's mm. got like a fuck like he's killing it now well he's like you probably lost about 100 grand <laughs> what's that from like after because i didn't have insurance for my femur and that oh you've lost yeah would, for he's like, sure he's dude. like it would have been in between 75 and 100 i was like sweet perfect <laughs> So you just couldn't afford to keep paying it? No, no, because it was pretty expensive. It was yeah. like, I think it was like 280 a month or something. Yeah. At that point, I was only, yeah, twenty early 20, so I had rent to pay. I wasn't at home or anything, so. Fuck, dude. It was all pretty tough. Do you remember, like, did you get knocked out or anything in that crash or? No, no, I remember the whole thing, um, but it didn't hurt. Yeah, I, right. I remember I was laying on the ground, like it hurt, but I was like, I didn't really, I didn't understand how bad the injuries were until I was in hospital. Yeah. Well, until the Ambo dude went to step over my body and kick my femur. I remember that hurting. Fuck, but why then, did you do that? <laughs> I don't know, just fumbled. Um, but then I remember just passing out and then waking up in hospital. Oh, so you passed out when he kicked your femur? No, no, just they after put you it. Yeah, much, like, they gave me like the, the ketamine yeah. and that and then I wigged out and then... Went into the KO. Went into the KO. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice weekend. Oh, it wasn't, wasn't in surfers, but... Oh, that's fucking funny. Uh, so then you how long did you spend in hospital for that whole deal um i think two weeks yeah that's a hectic one eh? fucking luke (laughs) yeah fucking luke he's still my best mate but we're still really close i'm taking him with me to monster cup next week oh sick he's a good dude yeah 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 Yeah. so he'll come and do film it and do all that yeah he started doing all the filming and stuff eh? yeah yeah he's kind of stepping away from it now yeah because he's him and his old man and brother have started this new business up yeah right it's like they're the only guys in the country that have it now so can't quite remember what it's called but um but yeah, they're just chasing that at the moment. Yeah, sweet. Mm. Um, yeah, so I guess it wasn't like too crazy of a thing like with this whole X Games and then Nitro World Games and then 
X Games, Norway. Like, so it wasn't that big of like a travel culture shock to you, right? No, no. So I was, I was excited for it. I wasn't like nervous about it. So no, I'd done a fair bit of traveling beforehand. So I was ready for it for sure. Yeah. Cause that can definitely be, because if there's like, you just, at your level, you can't have people like something that takes you out of what you're there to do. Right. hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. And like, I'm big on like jet lag. So I'll try and fight that so i don't when i get there i don't have it kind of deal i'm yeah massive on that what are you doing to sort of try and stop that you just try and sleep when it's nighttime there yeah and it, when it's daytime you just run well when it's nighttime here you're meant to be awake so i only do that for like the day before yeah depending on the flight i'll try and book the flight so it's like you're flying through the night and you can sleep and when you get there it's morning so yeah, you, yeah. it doesn't really affect you but yeah jet lag is killer especially like when you got to get there and go sh- straight into practice pretty much is that what happened with norway yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. Because I feel like Norway would have been the bad one, right? Yeah, Norway was pretty bad, but I upgraded, me and McNeil upgraded to business. Oh, really? So we slept the whole way. We had these sleeping tablets, so we were gone. We were like talking to each other on the plane. We had two of them. <laughs> we were talking to each other. We started like slurring and like <laughs> dropping into the seat. I'm like... <laughs> I think it's working, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, your eyes are just like, fuck. Uh, dude, I took a... What did I take? Fucking... I can't remember whether... It, Maybe it was Ambien. It's like the American sleep. Like, that's like the gnarly. Oh, I think that's what I had. Yeah. I'm so sure it is. Yeah. They're gnarly. Yeah. So I had one of the, one or two of those on a flight back to Australia once. Yeah. And like, you know, on Wolf of Wall Street where they take like the sleeping tablets, but then they stay awake mm. and then they, they just get fucked up. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't the sleep, lutes? dude. Was it the Lutes? Lutes, yeah. Quaaludes. The that's Quaaludes. I've never had one of those. But yeah, <laughs> no, I, had, I had two of these Ambiens and then like, because I used to now i can sleep on planes for whatever reason but like dude fuck back in the day like when i first moved to america and was doing the back and forth yeah i just couldn't sleep so i took two of these ambience men and i was fucking off my head dude like i just remember hours and hours (laughs) of this flight just being completely fucked up but not being able to go to sleep and i think i ended up going to sleep finally and like the chick had to like the hostie had to like shake me to wake me up or for brekkie or just for landing uh for landing i missed brekkie i missed the whole thing dude like yeah, i was yeah. fucked we'd already landed and the chick was like she was like oh you haven't filled in your passport ticket you yeah. haven't done like any of that shit and i was like fuck and i was all flustered and i was yeah. still just so out of it, out of it. Yeah, i'm yeah. so glad it happened in australia because if i did that the other way oh, and i had to go through LA. customs fuck dude yeah. i already had enough dramas with that shit like let alone adding that into the mix i was fucked everyone goes on about how like it's gnarly going through customs in america i think it's probably easier than any of the countries i've, I've ever been to really every time i've gone to la it's like you're what gone. are you on though are you do you have an athlete visa or anything like nothing, that? nothing just an esther how does that work with like you having to declare all your tax and shit like that well it's just it's it's done already with the sports commission ah so whatever whatever prize money you earn you you get it into your account after after tax yeah okay. so they've taken it they've done it all already so you don't so have you to don't worry about have to it fuck with it don't it, fuck with it at all what's the rate for you guys with that shit 30 percent. that's not that bad mm. could be worse eh? it is when you earn a like a, a shit ton yeah oh yeah or like you earn like you yeah like world games you you pay heaps it yeah. sucks what's yeah. the prize money for world games uh 25 us yeah okay. it's the same for all three of those okay cool yeah that's pretty good money then yeah, too. Yeah, but then when you pay the 30%. It's fuck all. Yeah. Oh, well, it's it's like 18,000 Australian dollars that you don't ever, you won't ever see. Yeah, and like, what the fuck did you... Yeah. It's kind of gnarly, dude, because it's like, what's taxes supposed to go towards? Like, 
fixing roads, fixing in a know, country that I don't even live in. Yeah, I know. Like you've got no fucking need <laughs> yeah, for yeah, these you're, services you're at all. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like here you go, take yeah. my money. Miles will just throw up in the fire. Pretty crazy, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's. I was speaking to Clint Moore. He, he's got his head around it a bit, so I'm kind of still all new to it all. Yeah. So once I, yeah, it's a good problem time to have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how the fuck do I launder my winnings? <laughs> yeah, hundred like, percent. Uh, without paying taxes. Are you um? Are you, have you got it in your head like that you want to move over and like do any of that shit, or do you think you're gonna stay put and just keep nah, doing I'll, what works? Or? I'll stay put here. Um, obviously, I've got everything I need here. Like it's the, t- the I feel like the more as time goes on, the flights get shorter. And like to fly to the US is pretty easy it's now. Fuck all, and it's really. like what a thousand bucks and you're there in twelve hours. Yeah. It's easy. So Bill I was speaking to Bill Co about that same situation. Like, is it worth me moving over here? Like I can move over here if I want to. He's like he's like, What for? He's yeah. like, You got all your shit back home. You got your compound, you got your quarter pipe. He's like, There's actually no quarter pipe setups of other than axles and Berrimans. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, I'm gonna move to America, I'm gonna come and ride your setup with you. Yeah, yeah. Every week. Yeah. So I'd just rather have it at home. I like my my routine i got yeah go out there i really only ride with one or two people once a month yeah so i hit everyone up but everyone's either busy or i ride during the week to get away from movie world so yeah i ride with like luke miles and sometimes marshall and that but um yeah i'd just rather stay here do my thing i definitely the whole moving thing like it just takes it's the biggest time suck yeah like i look back at my time in america i was there for like fucking eight years or something and it's just like now I just feel so fucking far behind just yeah, yeah. because I moved. I'm like, dude, where all that time just went. I should have just... It's hard to say, like, I should have just stayed here, but it's like, for the amount of time I was there, like, that's a fucking huge chunk of your life when it's like... I couldn't have done what I did there here, but it's like, I don't know, hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess, but, well, like, it's just the time it takes out of your life. Eight years, like I did two years in Europe, and that was enough. I was like, got back. I'm like, man, everyone's so far advanced. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause I didn't save any money cause I was busy living, like <laughs> trying, trying to see all the countries in that. Yeah. So I kind of come back with very minimal savings and then everyone was like, you know, almost having kids, buying houses and all that. And I was not even anywhere near that. Yeah. That's sort of the same sort of place where I was at when yeah. I come back. I was just like, fuck it. What am I going to let the-? But it's, it's weird though, <laughs> because it's like, that's where the podcast come from. Yeah. So it's, I guess it's going to do works out cause and I didn't want to just come back and be like, because there were so many people that were filming yep. and they were, you know, young dudes that had spent a ton of money on cameras and they yep. were working for people I used to work for. Yeah. Okay. And I felt like I could have come home and just been like, hey man, I'm back. Uh, let's just fucking pick up where we left off. And it would have just been the biggest dog move to like all of these people that had... Trying to get of, into the skin. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, fuck, I just feel like it, it's just like not the move, you know? Yep. But that's what gave birth to this is that thing of just like i've got literally nothing to fucking do so i might as well just do this for a bit until i figure it out but everything happens for a reason eh? it's i crazy, live so eh? highly against that like i'm not against it towards that yeah everything happens for a reason like if something bad happens like well you know it is what it is it's obviously happened for a reason so just kind of embrace it and i'm the same i think that the the big thing that like because when something fucked happens like it's fucked like yeah. you break your femur yeah, yeah. or you you know what like there's stu- definitely stuff that is fucked and in the moment you should be pretty upset about it but i think there's definitely what i've learned over the years of like having a lot of shit go tits up is that it sucks 
but you've sort of got to have a bit of faith that at some point it gets better and it's like okay right now with my leg broken on the track or in hospital or not being able to ride or whatever like let's just not get too mad because the situation hasn't played all the way out yeah yeah for sure you know and I, it's like the way that you are now with like quarter pipe it's like whatever happened back then and moving and moving back or whatever mm-hmm. it's like well this is what it was supposed to play out for oh the best not at the time it's not the best thing that happens to you but now when i look back i'm like oh i'm kind of thank that i went through that because it kind of re- made me realize how important it is to like be appreciative of how good you do have it yeah like when you're laying there with your leg broken or anything like that or any injury you know i find that i've thanked them to well i'm just pumped that i went through it because you know it makes you a better person on the on the other side i find well like dude cody mackey's like a good example of that right like he was so fucking good on a bike like one of i think one of the best riders australia's ever produced yeah and he breaks his femur at cool I was there that day. Were you there? Yeah. Fucking heavy. Because eh? that was right after he'd broken it. That was his first ride back, wasn't it? Or was that... That was... So, he breaks it at Coulomb. Yeah. Spends basically 12 months rehabbing it. Had heaps of problems. Yeah. Breaks it. He comes back. I think he raced the round before Coulomb. So, it was wherever it was. Murray Bridge or fucking whatever. Newcastle. Raced there. And then then he went back and raced Coulomb. And, uh, go, dude, clicking his IMBD, actually. Let's fucking give Cody some love. We talk him, all the time, me and Cody. He's the, he is the man. Because he's obviously moved to America and doing the whole stunt thing. And, yeah, we chat all the time. But, yeah, so he does he does the first FEMA, spends 12 months, essentially, races one race, does good, goes back to Coolum, and in the exact same fucking turn, bro. No. It was the same I turn. I didn't know that. It was the same turn. You're kidding. He d- literally... I. I feel like i want to say the track was running backwards though oh like, okay you know how they yeah, alternate yeah. it yep so i could be wrong i'd need like i'm sure he'll tell us yeah yeah but uh so it was either yeah i think it was running backwards same turn fucking basically the same thing happened broke his femur again but it's like we're about to read his imbd and if he didn't break that fucking femur the second time and won that race maybe this page doesn't exist like well, yeah yeah well he had because he had a rod in it right yeah he did. i heard that like because he bent the rod and they had to like pull this in I, I, that he had to like open it had to open his femur up and they like chisel, cut it into sections yeah and, and chiseled the bone off the rod or whatever Gnarly they're the stories dude. that i heard but gnarly yeah no thanks but yeah so this is his fucking what's this 25 credits at last stunt driver we can be heroes stunt double to christian slater jungle cruise stunt performer top gun maverick stunts previous whatever the fuck it's stacking says. up swat goliath ford versus ferrari ncis ncis mcguiver mile 22 pacific route like what the fuck bro pirates of the caribbean stunt performer stunts hacksaw ridge like for, for this situation it's perfect example for how much but op- like opportunity there is in america gnarly and, huh? and putting yourself in a position like cody has in the hub of it all and look out like look at that list right there that's a perfect list of putting yourself into the hub of it all and it all paying paying off like he moved over there with his whole family and shit yeah that's a big step but obviously it's all paying off and and then it plays to like exactly what you said you know like you think that breaking your femur for the second time in the same turn like a kook <laughs> would be it would fuck be the fuck it would be like that dude i remember i i don't i can't remember if i was there but i remember calling him or him calling me or something and like he was devastated like it was like that, in the hospital 
bro. He was <laughs> massive. <laughs> <laughs> That's deep. But like wow. now, you know what I mean? Like if that didn't happen, who's to know what if all of this shit happens? So it's like just... I, like that's my biggest thing is like let the situation play out because it it's all like, happens for a reason fuck it does man it's, yeah. and if you the reason why it wouldn't work out is if you just fucking get the shits yeah, yeah pack and, it in yeah and give up exactly yep and it's like you know your story Cody like anyone that's successful anyone that's living their dream has had to go through that fucking a shitty shit. deal yeah yeah 100% and if they turn back and decide to live a normal life or take what whatever's easy or yep. you know turn to fucking drugs alcohol whatever it is it's like you you fucking don't know you don't know if two x games gold medals are on your horizon and that's what you're walking away from like exactly. that's blind faith yeah you, you put it all in you back yourself pretty much and if you're not willing to back yourself then you, you turn around and you go home pretty much and that's that's, that's a lot harder to live with than a broken femur right? yeah 100 percent um dude the the stunt stuff like like when did you start the whole the, the driving thing because like you're an insane driver like that's what you did at movie world before you did the bike like when did that like how did that happen yeah so after i went to china with dave ellis and did that contract and then i come home went through all the injuries and then i was kind of like exactly what we just spoke about i was just like depressed i was like fuck what do i do now i'm like i didn't know if that opportunity was still there because i left my contract early because mm. i was hurt i'm like oh man what do i do so yeah i pretty much either spoke to, i think i spoke to a guy called mark cato he was looking for riders and we went back to germany and then we did the riding for a year come home went back for the second year had no bikes just had cars so we were in a car park at the front of movie world in germany learning how to two-wheel cars really so I was there, we were there for like a month before the show opened, trying to learn how to two-wheel cars and do all that. And obviously it all went like it all went pretty well. And um, did the show there for a year, just driving, doing minor bike stuff. But then that's when I come home to drive for Gary at Showtime at Movie World here. So I've been there for seven years now almost, I think. Six years. Six years. Um, and then yeah, that's how I kind of I met a guy called Paul Phillips. He um man, without meeting him, who knows where any of my stunt stuff would have went because he's like dude you gotta get graded you pretty much gotta get qualified if until so he you, was the one that like put you on the path of like put doing me on the properly. path he was like a coordinator so he put me on the path i went and got graded like it's not easy to get graded these days it's like because there's probably a lot of dudes trying to do it right yeah it's, it's like a eight months of solid training we're filming yourself putting application in there's only three three times a year to put the application in no way just so you can be graded so you can work tv and film yeah so anyway i got that and I've been graded now for like three years, doing minor stuff, TV stuff, some movie stuff. And then um, me and Dan Reardon, we kind of got together because like we're the only two guys in the country that can ride. And, and do the car and stuff. And do the car stuff at a certain level. Yeah. So we kind of put our heads together. We're like, oh, well, let's um, kind of, let's put something together that we can offer to TV and film. Um, stunt driving and riding at a, at a level like everyone can either ride yeah. or drive at a certain point yeah. but we're giving um like all the coordinators and film like a level that there's not a lot of people in the country that can do yeah. so yeah we decided to um you know create the drivers so it's going pretty good at the moment we're filming um filming the promo video in december um and yeah did it's you, gonna did, be sick did you guys just went away to like dubai or some shit 
for no, that. No, so I just went um, over there for a holiday because my missus was working. Fuck, I lose track of your travels these days, <laughs> bro. It's fucking hard to keep up. She um she was over there working, so I just I met up with a guy um, who is like the head driver out at the track out there, and he's like, just come and drive. He's like, come over drive. And like I hadn't met him yet, and he's like, just come out and drive. So I went out there and drove this Ferrari four five eight, no like five laps thing, like slicks like two i think we got 265 down the straight like it was sick like it, the car had so much more in it that's as fast as like that straight would allow us yeah um but yeah went out there just just like it was a four-day little trip just to get away yeah because i just got back from america just got back from vegas just vegas got back from <laughs> being back with all my mates so we were all partying like living it up yeah and i was like i gotta get out of here yeah <laughs> so we went away i went yeah so she was over there working so i flew over for a few days and i met him and did some driving but yeah we've um so you only got five laps in that car yeah five laps Fuck. so that's like two warm-ups and then three three so heaters it was way too quick yeah like, I bet. it's so good man it's sick fun but um yeah so the drivers is kind of something that we'll showcase more towards the end of the year so the, the sh- like we, we're doing really well just on word of mouth yeah um but yeah once we get our promo video together we got some really fucking cool ideas so it's gonna be sick hopefully we'll release that early 2020 Dude, it's fucking hectic how much shit that you've got going on. Yeah. So, like, my driver's move was, like, my retirement jobs. And yeah. I'm just going to try and do as much as I can in my riding. For I see it as, like, a five-year window yeah. to really make the most out of it and make a name for myself. So, that's where I'm at at the moment. Five years of just solid, just put put it in and then see what happens. And then the drivers and the movie world will be just waiting for me. So... The, is the the show at Movie World is that like a pretty solid thing like that's just not going anywhere do you think nah so Gary at Showtime's like cemented his name with like Village Roadshow pretty much fam- like family's like doing really well so it's solid I've been like I was, we've been there for six years now so I, so I see it there for probably another 10 years at least yeah right we'll have a new show soon the one that we've been doing has been pretty basic just because when we had bikes we had a few crashes Movie World yeah. just wanted to just calm it all down for a little bit yeah so we've come to we've had that show for four and a half going on five years now i think so it's it's definitely due for an upgrade but that's the thing with theme parks you just got to be patient because they're always going to have a new show so i didn't want to like shoot myself in the foot and be like oh i just want to do casual i just want to ride more yeah there's only so much riding that i can do every week yeah i can do two solid days and then i'm like either hurting from riding quarter pipe or i'm just like brain fucked yeah it's not like like i said there's only so much you can do so if i step away from movie i'm just gonna be find myself sitting around the house yeah doing nothing or just doing stupid shit so i'll do five days there and then ride on my days off you'll uh be coming into the pink monkey and fucking <laughs> yeah well, what <laughs> else would i be doing yeah no no you're so right i got dude. mates like harry bink well and grant yeah. bink that'll just reel me in the uh, mayors of burley <laughs> but that's what they say Pretty man uh, an idle mind is the devil's playground right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real for real like if you want to uh yeah if you you want to stay out of trouble you gotta fucking be busy yeah and you gotta get out of off out of burley yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh that's so good so this is this paul phillips dude so this yep. is so he's got 54 stunt film credits yep that's fucking pretty gnarly he's been doing he so he he's been doing it as long as a peter pan movie the first one he his son was doing that like he's, the he, original like hook yeah, he casted his son for Peter Pan back in... Really? Fuck, was that in the... 90s, 90s, bro. 90s? Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. one of my favourite movies of all time, that He was on movie. it. Yeah, and he casted his son, Jesse, for it. What What did his son do? Um, I think his, Jesse was the young kid. Oh, his kid was the Peter Pan kid. It's the double. 
Oh, sorry, really? yeah, not the yeah, yeah, uh, yeah the yeah, stunt yeah. double. No way. I'm sure it was. That's, yeah, I'm pretty that sure. That is cool as fuck. Like yeah. that a kid, like you, ha- there has to be a kid to double the actor. Yeah, right? yeah. Like you don't yeah. really think of that. I'm pretty sure Jesse was. So Halfy's, we call him Halfy because he's quite short. Yeah. Uh, so we always give him shit, but um, yeah, he's been around for a long time and he's pretty successful. And so how did that that meeting, because I think that was the same for Cody, like it was sort of that whole, once he got in on the Mad Max thing and then it was like who you sort of know and because Cody did not just the writing stuff, he's like fully qualified for like stunts and rigging and shit now, right? So he's like going super deep into it. Super deep, yeah. So um, what were we just talking about? Like how did, like how'd you meet this guy? Yeah, so I met, sorry, yeah. So I met um, Harvey at Movie World. And then that's how he kind of, he directed me yeah, into that, right. like getting qualified in that. But yeah. like we were talking about, it's like once you get a role on something, you put you put all your effort into it and you just keep it rolling and shit starts to fall into place. Like Cody with pretty much after he did, uh, what was that one we just spoke about with Johnny Depp? Um, uh, Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. Pretty much after Pirates, he was like on yeah, a he's roll. Been on, eh? And that's where the whole, why not move to America? Because yeah. it was all kind of happening. It's the same with me. Once I kind of got the, got a few whip comps under my belt and it was all kind of felt good and it was happening then it, it, it all rolled on with momentum do you feel like um you you sort of realized after you said like a few whip comps you do a few things that the industry starts to feel a lot smaller than what you thought it was before i for sure um after oz x in 2017 like it that definitely was my step in but yeah it's it's the industry is completely different to what I thought it was going to be. What, like. did, what did you think it was going to be like? Before well, you, you got see into it, it, you see it with like on well X Games and all that. You see it like the money or back in the day, remember like Twitch, Hood Rich, and all that yeah. stuff. You know, you'd see it in the movie, like money and cars and houses and stuff. Like, yeah, it's all there as long as you do good. But even after winning like these few gold medals and stuff, I'm still finding myself trying to figure out how i'm going to get this person on board or because yeah. i need this certain thing like those people haven't reached out to me yet not that they should have but you'd think that they probably would yeah like we're we're going the highest anyone's ever gone on a dirt bike you need the best possible equipment you can get but i'm still finding i still have to find try and reach out to these people to get it yeah kind of i don't know I, I thought that it would have kind of all just come in running yeah. with the way the sport's going like freestyle motocross it's all kind of been the same for the last couple of years quarter pipes like the new thing and i feel like it's just getting started there'll be i think there'll be a lot more competitions to come but yeah i expected it to be a little bit different yeah but it, does it feel smaller though than what like because that's the thing i would always I'd always think like you need to know five people in any one industry and then you're pretty well fucking good. Like even so motocross, like I was a kid in Australia and then I was filming and I knew one dude and then I knew two dudes and then I knew three, four, five and then I fucking knew everybody. Like I could get to everybody and that blew my mind. I was like, damn, I just felt like it was so big and so far away and it was like hundreds and hundreds of people that... You know, it'd take like years to get to know all of these people. And then I was like, that was like one isolated thing. And then towards the end of my time in America, I started getting super into golf. Yeah. And I was right. doing heaps of golf filming for Red Bull and the PGA Tour. And like, that was actually the first podcast stuff I ever did was with golf. Yeah. And it was the same sort of thing where I was like, I knew this person at Cobra, which is like a golf manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And then they knew like everybody at all the other golf manufacturers. And then I knew this one dude at the PGA Tour and then he knew everybody. And then yep. I knew like ricky fowler and then because i knew him i knew every 
and it just felt like the whole inju- it like everything just became a lot smaller I just want like because from here you, you feel like it's so far away but I just was curious to see if like you had that same sort of feeling well my key guys was Joel Whitaker, Statsy from Rival and Sam Moore I felt like once I knew those guys, I knew mm. everyone. Yeah, those guys have like opened up a lot of opportunities for me that I'll never forget. And um, yeah, like like you say, like once you'd went, met one person, it definitely felt like it shrunk everyone in, and you knew everyone. As long as you knew this person, you you'd meet that your next person. They'd be like, yeah. "Oh, your mates with Joel, yeah. your mates with me," kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was um, yeah. I was kind of like, I'm I'm funny. I think it's I'm funny in my ways. Like once I don't really go out of my way to try and meet all kinds of different people. Yeah. Once I got my crew, yeah, all the people that I like, I keep them, and like I feel like I don't need to meet anyone else. Especially when you meet like Sam and Joel, they know everyone. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's how that's the way I see it anyway. Yeah, no, it's definitely it was yeah, it's interesting because it, it is pretty new, you know. And like obviously you've been around like knowing like the showtime dudes and, yeah, and yep. stuff like that, but like yep. you sort of once you start getting a bit deeper into like people signing big checks for you and yep. like actually, you know, fucking making shit happen. Yeah, well Gary Gary is a big yeah he knows everyone but he's helped he helps me out and like still does help me out a lot obviously he's my boss too but he for my bike stuff as well he's goes above and beyond for that stuff like i'm riding at um brisbane this weekend just to come and ride there what for they also had showtime the shows there oh at the supergrass yeah he's like do you want to come and ride i'm like sure why not so That's i was just gonna, gonna come out and ride there do just do a few whips before opening ceremonies but yeah, he's still like looks after me with bikes and obviously gives me a job. So him yeah. and the same with Robbie Marshall. Like yeah, I, mean, I could go on all day about people that have helped me out and that I know. Um, but yeah, there's just, like five core guys. Yeah, it's fucking. It's cool that you recognize that so early on too. Like there's definitely people that have gone like tried to move quickly and then just like want to get the a team straight away and want to be like in that you know that top tier friends group and like because in every industry there's like the socialite sort of style yep. thing it's like if you're hanging around these guys then it's like you kind of mean yeah you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah it's like it seems like you're not the sort of do this try to do that no no nah, nah, like i still live up in Maudsland because it's close to work but also because it keeps me away from the party scene keeps me from making stupid decisions it's close to riding like I, I don't have days off so mm. it's hard for me to go and step out and either come down here and hang out with like the boys but i'm just kind of set my ways it's working now so if anything i'm more strict than what i have been because mm. it's worked now so i want to obviously next year will be big because i've got the target on my back so i'll be putting 10 times more effort in than what i have been this year when does that prep start then do you reckon for you? i've already kind of started yeah really i want to lose a bit of weight obviously so you're a bit I lighter. I wasn't say nothing, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> truth hurts, bro. Yeah. Fuck it, let's get down. Exactly. <laughs> nah, so I, wanna, I would mind losing a little bit of weight. Obviously, it's che- it's a bit cheaper than putting pumping ten grand into an engine. <laughs> well, fuck, dude, that was like a big thing at um, but JDR because we had Malcolm and he's a big motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he would whenever he would complain about the bike, yeah, Jay would be like, "All right, cool, man. I'll uh, I'll get." 10 grand worth of titanium but uh this is your meal plan for the next six <laughs> yeah. months and if yeah, you yeah. do that i'll do this yeah yeah and they're always at this fucking thing because i think it's like a kilos of horsepower really on like would a 250f yeah, yeah. Oh, like a 450 for sure yeah 450 is a little bit yeah. different but yeah. like 
still, like, when you're playing with, like, gearing and fucking ignitions yep. to get, like, that top RPM, it makes sense that the weight would help, 100%, right? yeah. So, weight reduction and power. So, yeah, it's already started. Like, I'm training to elevate. I've always been training to elevate. The one that's just up the road here? Nah, so, um, in Coomera, oh, upper Coomera. Yeah. Is yeah. it the same as the one that's here, though? Nah, no, no, no. So, he's oh, the only okay. one. He doesn't have any franchises. Oh, right. But I've been training there for probably a few years now. My good buddy, Luke Whitaker, he runs that place, owns it. Oh, um, dude, I know. Yeah, I've fucking been there. You know there. It, yeah, for I've, sure. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. That, it's already started. I'm already looking, for, like, looking forward to 2020. Um, we're putting, obviously, a lot more R&D into engine, chassis. So I'm working close with a carbon fiber company. Um, yeah, and then, obviously, engine, we're just got to try and make the fastest 450 to ever be built. Yeah. Like, that's that's when you get your height. Did, so. did Josh Hill ride that crazy fucking thing that yeah, he had that built? Yeah, that 68 horse, whatever it was. Fuck, that thing's a beast. Or whatever. Did you yeah. see the edit he did in the hills? Yeah, how he went up that what that step up fuck? or whatever it was. That yeah, thing was sounded vicious, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he had it at Minneapolis. There was a bike there sitting in the corner that looked like off its head. Well, that's what I thought that he would have rode in half pipe, right? But he's probably not at the technical nah. quarter pipe. He's thought- probably not had enough time to like need more right? no nah, i thought he would have rode it in step up because he was in step up ah. so i think that's why it might have been there but yeah we'll, we'll try and make a pretty quick 450 like for a next full year beast mode one yeah yeah definitely because it everyone will i'm kind of one this year so everyone's going to come out swinging next year yeah so we'll be trying to be doing the same um have you got into like the groove with training yet to where like you're frothing to go there oh i love it yeah 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 like i i put too much pressure on myself like I go to train, but just for a mindset. So if I don't go to the gym twice or three times a week before I ride, I feel like I don't deserve a good ride. Yeah. So I have to go. Like, but it's too much pressure. So now I'm taking like a different step. I'm on a meeting plan with Fit Fuel Plus, and I will kind of back my training down a little bit. So it's not so much pressure. So that if I only train twice a week, I won't feel like I don't deserve a good ride. I'll still yeah. feel like I deserve a good ride. So yeah, it's funny how I work like that. If I, I've got to be in the right mindset. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. You definitely, um, you reach a point with training where it's like you just sort of have to go. Yeah, like that's kind of where I'm at with jujitsu. Like this last week for me was fucking gnarly. I'd had like a month off pretty much after the Aussie titles because we did that trip up the Cape and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I got back and like I just knew how bad it was gonna hurt. And I mean, obviously, look my fucking face. But, <laughs> but like, you know, you the writing's of, on the wall. <laughs> like you know, that's what yeah. you're, you're in for. Oh, after the six weeks away for X Games and yeah. all that, obviously, you bent you're on the road. Yeah, my first um my first uh, session back was not good not good no it's fucking no, no. brutal eh? yeah and then you saw i didn't go for the rest back. of the week because i couldn't walk the next day yeah because you go back into it, you're like i got this i'm sweet and then i woke up like the next day and i pretty much couldn't stand up out of bed so took the next seven days off <laughs> <laughs> no no you did the right thing yeah. <laughs> well that's like this week i went every day by f- i think i had friday i was fuck. i couldn't i couldn't train friday i kind of hurt my back wednesday yeah but then so like but even then like i thursday morning like i hurt my back wednesday night had like hot pack ice uh hot like heat and ice on it all night yep. stretched all night like laid on my fucking foam roller for like hours because i knew that i <clears> had to go at nine <throat> back still wasn't right didn't really want to train still trained took friday off and then trained again saturday and it's like yeah you just there's a mindset that you get into where it's like you just fucking have to go and yep. it's like i was never that guy and i i didn't like I struggled to find that, like even when I was racing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like I just wondered if you'd got into that same zone because well, it's super rewarding when you're there. Yeah, well, Luke, 
was open for two years and I hadn't gone one session. And he's like <laughs> one of my best mates. He's like, when you come down, I'm like, not. <laughs> I, I hated shit. it. Yeah. I hated training. I didn't want to know about it. But then once I started going and the vibe that's there and like what he made, like just how you feel yeah. after going, like you just said, like my, I was addicted. I was like, man, I feel awesome. Like I'm so clear. Like I'm just, I know what I want. I'm straight, so like straight down the line now. So yeah, I, I love going there now. It makes a massive difference. Yeah, it like does. When, when you can really, really dive into it. And I've been fighting like a few like little niggling injuries for probably a good twelve months now. Like I had a crash at Adelaide Step Up with Dave Ellis. Oh, in practice. yeah, 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 yeah. And I busted my ankle up pretty good, and it wasn't broken, but it's just like ligaments and tore ligaments off the bone, and all that. And I've been fighting them oh. all year. And then I was doing a thing for seven years. Um, and I was real windy out of the compound one day. I was riding quarter pipe. Yeah. And I like knuckled it and something popped in my ankle. And I just <laughs> still haven't gone to get it checked <laughs> because I just haven't had the time. Yeah. Because my, my physio, um, Jeremy, he um, he's like, you got to get it checked so we can get it, get it looked at or get something happening for it. But it's like, it feels like my ankle can dislocate and just like, I can't put any weight on that side. On the inside or the outside? outside yeah i feel like it's like a tendon that holds the vein on the bone but now the vein just kind of flicks around the bone oh i've got that in my elbow dude yeah like literally fucking i'd extend my elbow and it just like yeah it goes flicks around over. the bone yeah yeah that's I've got exactly that. what happens in my elbow got that in my ankle man and it's been fighting me and like i got a couple of torn rotator cuffs so it's been like going to the gym and trying to be motivated it has been tough but it's yeah. still still made me want to go just being there at elevate do you do um a lot of like massage shit on yourself like with like massage balls and stuff not at all fuck dude like i cannot tell you how good it is really like when you get in a routine like basically he's like a roller nah the nah. massage balls like the shit dude really? the roll is good mm. and i i still do use a roller but i've got a it's a lacrosse ball yeah and i say it to everybody like there's a million fucking spiky balls there's all these like different i know what you're talking about yeah 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 this lacrosse ball it's like a i can't even remember who put me onto the lacrosse ball but um anyway it's like it's the shit it's the perfect density it's a perfect size you can get it into everywhere and like for your shoulders and your ac joint and stuff like what i do is i get get the ball and i find like a, a right angle wall and i'll put my the ball on the shot on the wall and mm. then i'll put my shoulder into it about sort of like chest height yep and then your head's on like the other side of the wall and you just fucking lean into it man and like you do it everywhere do it on your shoulders do it on your hamstrings like i lay on the ground at night when i watch tv and i just rotate like my hips and it just frees everything it's not like there. that big eh? yeah it's small it's like yeah, the yeah. size of a tennis ball but it's like this soft rubber yeah yeah right but yeah like dude that that shit and like now that's like that's like one of my guilty pleasures in life is like watching a movie and just the whole time just like this self-massage just sort of moving around and you get to know like like i've got my right hips hip is tight yeah so like i'll lay down on this ball for fucking ages on my right hip and it's like the more you put into it the more you get out you get out of it yeah you get so much more mobility and like and then you mix that in with stretching like it's fucking insane dude so that's that's like like a huge with the injuries man it's massive massive well that's why my physio hates me because he probably tells me to do all that stuff but i just don't do it i'm sure everyone's like that you know when you get told you gotta do this yeah man there's so so much shit that i just don't do well i got like i'd love to i'd want to do it but i just you've got to get it going and, yeah, yeah 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 you just want to go home and sit on the lounge well that's the thing Sometimes. though it's like you can do it like this is my sitting on the lounge yeah 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 like, i pretty much just do it now whilst you're on the lounge yeah 
Well, yeah, I right. do. I'm on the floor in front of the lounge, but it's you know yeah, I'll put yeah, on. Yeah. I can, then I don't feel bad about watching YouTube <clears> or <throat> fucking Netflix because I feel like I'm doing something. You're working but relaxing. Yeah. Of yeah, yeah. What what got me was I went to the um I went to the physio in um in the states. My back was fucked. I was like I thought I thought I'd like bulged a disc or I thought I'd done something like really bad. I was like yeah I'm fucked. I stopped had to stop filming i had to stop everything to like fix my back yeah and basically i went there and um the the doctor was like yep your your ham your left hamstring is completely locked up and then you've got like all this um like uh these knots that are sort of turning into like scar tissue around your shoulder yeah and then it's just like so you've got the left side down low and the right side up top and it's just fucking your whole back yeah yeah and it was out of proportion it was from the camera yeah right so like holding right arm so it was yeah. like a repetitive stress injury pretty much yeah 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 and then so and I was in America I was freaking out like it was so bad I thought I was gonna have to go home like to get it fixed is that how much pain you're in it was dude I, I drove I went surfing one day and I had to pull over I had no one else with me I had to pull over and fucking lay on the road on the side of the highway because my <laughs> back was like f- full spasming I couldn't fit I couldn't use my legs and shit Fuck. yeah it got like crazy and it was just because of always flying always yep. driving like LA traffic all the time yep. then I was flying and then all my bags were super heavy that I was carrying through airports, airports and, and then yeah, yeah, filming yeah. all day like everything was just like this compounding effect yeah right but anyway long story short he basically got me one of these lacrosse balls and um, and someone else had told me about it before and I was just like yeah no that's oh, I should look into it and then uh, <laughs> but then he basically just said like you have to do this with your with your left um, hamstring and then blah 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 and dude now it's just like it fully just changed my whole yeah right my, health, my whole outlook on like like servicing your body it's yeah, fucking yeah. crazy dude well, I, I, my back's killing after just flying the last couple of flights like you know how you just like you just want to like get comfy right now, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. you just want to get comfy yeah yeah my back is still sore just from a flight back from Dubai yeah you get man YouTube's like the craziest place for yeah um, I hear that finding eh? like all this because now I just go full nerd zone on like mobility and all this like different yeah, yeah. shit like flexibility and like the more that you see well this is like one thing too I've started talking to people like that come on the podcast or athletes. I know I'm like, can you do the splits? And they're like, <laughs> don't oh, even I'm, ask. Um, no, they're like, not, not all the way, but like pretty close. Yeah, yeah. And these are like really good athletes. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like the average person and mm. they can't do the splits. And it's like doing the splits is like this common trend among like super flexible people. Like even Toddy today, like Todd yeah, was yeah. here. And um, I was like, <clears> oh, how flexible are your hamstrings? And then he like he bends over and puts both his hands flat on the floor in front of his hands, in, in front of his feet, uh, in front of his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's fucking flexible. So it's like it's what, this palms down, palms down in yeah, front right. of his feet. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that's a common trend amongst <laughs> all people that are really good at their sport. Yeah, yeah. And it's just super overlooked. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So it's like, but it's just a like a mindset sort of thing that you and you got to get, get into, into it too. Yeah, by you, day. yeah. And yeah. then you, but I find that like for me like nerding out on shit is what gets me into it yeah yeah yeah. so like the same way you nerd out about your suspension yeah yeah okay that's it that's what sucks me in like i have to sort of go into a rabbit hole and then find out like i think the trick is like finding out how much you don't know about something i need someone like i need someone to like jeremy my physio i need him like he does tell me stuff but i need him to be like 
look, listen, yeah. you need to fucking do this. <laughs> like, he'll tell me to do it, but I won't take it on board as serious. You're like, right, eh? There's like a I'll, level. Yeah, there's a level. It needs to be past that level for me to be like, shit, I should probably do this. Yeah, so no, I'm just makes, waiting for it. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> what, else are you, what else are you not doing? Yeah. yeah. Do you have, do you have a list of other shit that you're like, okay, 20, 2020, this is my year for this shit? Um, not really. I'm pretty much just in the gym, bike stuff. Uh, that's pretty much it. Because I don't want to overcomplicate it because mm. it worked this year. So just kind of ramp everything up that I've that I've been doing. Yeah, that must be like a bit of a like like a conscious effort that you've got to make now. It's like okay, this because would you say this was like the best year you could have ever like had? Well, yeah, best case scenario, the way I had it in my head for sure. Like I would have loved to have been. I was almost, I was pretty much, I was pretty close to medals in Norway for whip. Yeah, but I would have loved being in medals for whip for both. But yeah, if, if I was in the medals, it would have been perfect. But um, yeah, it still went awesome. Perfect and, scenario for quarter pipe anyway. And so now then, that must be like <laughs> a, a, not a weird situation, but then that's like something definitely that you have to deal with now is like, okay, so how do I not fuck this up yeah. for 2020? Yeah, yeah. So like we put so much into quarter pipe last year. So now it's like, okay, I need to like split it down the middle and put a little bit more into whip. It's just finding the setting. I just struggled with the setting for whip after we put so much through to quarter pipe. Bike was too stiff. It just wasn't doing what I was telling it to do. So now it's good. It's kind of a bit of, it's good that it's happened because now we're just chasing it a little bit more and yeah. we're learning as we go. Because like, it's not it's how many people are doing quarter pipe in the world? Yeah, no, no, There's no. only a handful. So um, yeah, it's just trying to, it's just a learning process. Do you want the whip stuff as bad as you want quarter pipe? Like, are you just a full 50-50 split on them or... Full 50-50. So you like it the same. Yeah, yeah. I like quarter pipe more, but I'd I'd love to be to win golds in whip too because whip's like where I kind of come from. Um, It's just, it's such a unique thing to be able to do a big turndown. Yeah. It's such a fine line of, it's like, you speak to probably any freestyle motocrosser that they, they're more scared of doing a turndown than what they are doing a backflip. Yeah, right. Because there's just so much that goes into it, so much commitment, so... Yeah, it's. I just want to kind of put more effort into those, more time anyway, and trying to get some medals in that. That's such a violent um, impact too. Like if you don't, like if you fuck up a tone down and land sideways, like that's a really violent crash. Yeah, or just like land backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 cool. It keeps it keeps you come coming back for more because it's such a fine line. So it's it's um it's. Yeah, I've had like the two weeks before X Game Sydney, I had my bike cut out, just doing a moto whip, and I went straight to my head, seven ribs. What? Yeah, I was in hospital like eight days before X Game Sydney, the biggest competition in my life. Oh, last year. Yeah. Dude, I remember that, hey, that yeah. was gnarly. Yeah, so my first ride back from that crash was practice on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. At X Games. So it's just like whip is so gnarly, but it's just something that's so overlooked, I yeah. think, like compared to like yeah like i said before you ask any free summer across the day think it's just as gnarly as doing a backflip yeah well do you think that like that dog doing do you think that um i think one of the things with like why this quarter pipe is so successful and why best whip is so successful from like a ratings business Mm. x game standpoint is that it's like it's so fucking easy to figure out yeah like that dude just did like a very uneducated crowd can decide the winner of best whip and can visually see like 
oh, well, he ran 35 feet or 50 feet or what, it, you know what I mean? The next Whereas, guy's got to go higher to beat it. Exactly. Yeah. Like it become, And then there's like a there's like a pressure thing there's like you understand and it's mm. like it's one jump it's one hit it's one run at the ramp yeah to, it's like well it's 50 50 he's either gonna win or he's not gonna win whereas with freestyle and doing the runs and even best trick it's like oh do we re- like the crowd it's like okay a double backflip that might look crazier than a body varial but it's like the body varial might be harder and yeah. there's maybe there's three dudes in the world doing this and there's two dudes or one guy like there's so much at play in a sport that is judged like freestyle well step up is like the most watched discipline because it's understood so easy there's a bar there it's opposite limbo there's a bar there <laughs> then if you yeah yeah if you hit it you're out yeah. or if you go over it you move on to the next round whereas it's kind of similar with quarter pipe there's not a bar there but you see that yeah. see it on screen and uh, like same with whip. Oh yeah, okay. They just got to try and do the biggest whips, or like it's just it's cool to watch whip. I yep. think that's where where whip is still in it. But with freestyle, it's so gnarlier than any of that stuff. But there's certain points that go with certain tricks, so it's hard for the general public to know what the run's about and how gnarly the run is. Yeah. But they see a double back foot. They're like, oh. like if you don't know motorbikes, you're like, oh cool. Surely they've been doing that for years. Yeah. That must be pretty easy. Yeah. And then you see a whip. They're like, oh, that was cool. That, that dude like just pretty much went backwards and got it back to the landing they, they rate a whip just as high as a double backflip yep. and it sucks because the dudes that do double backflip so much commitment you can die <laughs> so yeah it's it's um for freestyle compared to step up and that that's where it loses out which is unfortunate because man some like all those guys like Sheeny and Jacko and all those guys that put everything they can into freestyle to be kind of like just similar yeah to step up and well then, less people watch it than yeah than or step less, up. yeah it sucks yeah and i think that, that like i've never cared about step up mm, yeah i'm mm. a hardcore moto dude i've yeah. rode my whole life i'm like nah it's fucking yeah. circus trick yeah like they might as well be riding around in the fucking ball of yeah. death with a chick <laughs> juggling the fuck, yeah, yeah. yeah like that's what it is to me like that's like a carnival event which like it's no disrespect to anyone that's won that medal it's no disrespect to the talent that it takes it's like it's fucking legit but in turn like i'm just don't feel like i'm gonna like i feel like it's an egg and spoon race yeah 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 you know sure. whereas yeah. like a hundred meter sprint is a fucking hundred meter sprint yeah so but i can get behind the best whip way more and i can get behind the quarter pipe way more as like a industry guy yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. i think that that is why x games is gonna push the quarter pipe stuff so hard and the whip stuff so hard is because it's like it's so easy for the fans but it's like super acceptable to the hardcore guys too whereas i think that they're from this is for my own split anyway is like i just don't think step up's cool enough for like the hardcore fans like myself if that makes sense yeah well quarter pipe's new and exciting whips is cool because like when you're a motorbike rider the first thing you want to do is learn a whip over a tabletop or yeah. something like that yeah um so when it, yeah step up like i i'm on the same i feel the same but like as high as like jared and that are going that's like another whole different respect because I've, I've i've now after riding step up i'm like oh how hard could it be so ride into that thing seat bounce try and go as high as you can but now after riding adelaide i was like fuck this is actually pretty gnarly and it's super gnarly because like, yeah you see it on tv it's like anything you see it on tv like oh it's just a lip but when you get there you're like okay it's just a lip yeah it's, it's just like a <laughs> six meter high lip and you got to get off this thing so yeah for someone looking out it's not definitely what's cool but 
now that I've ridden it, I definitely have a lot more respect than what I did have for sure. Yeah, I, I, know, I know like how gnarly it is, but I just think in terms of like a like acceptability into like the mainstream of like where you action look, sports, yeah, yeah, like you look cool doing it because yep. it, it's yeah, it's like you know playing limbo at a party. It's like it seems more like a party trick. There's like the bar there there's the you know you've got to get the fucking dorky ass sticks to like move the bar you know what i mean like it's just not cool in the traditional sense of action sports that's just sort of how i feel it's it's funny like we got high jump Um, i've always thought that maybe they'll introduce like a long jump where you start like a step up you got i think it's six six meters and you got to go up and try and go to the bar but if you had like a six meter run up you had to like seat bounce this thing and try and get as far as you could that'd, that'd be, be pretty sick because i've been saying i'm like that's how they, they got to market something they need to have something so yeah. step up is that something but there needs to be something new obviously everyone's always looking for something new be sick to have like a long jump dude they uh this has already been done at the innisfail rodeo <laughs> festival and i'm not even fucking joking if you go on jackson's instagram it'd be like a ways back but they all do every year at this site. I'm pretty sure it's like the Innisfail Rodeo. And they, um, nah, just go to Jats's Instagram because that's fucking where all the cool shit lives. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, they, yeah, they do that same, that sort of thing where it's like a pretty small lip. And then they, um, they just fucking sent, like, but they don't have a six meter run up. They have like a 600 meter run up. They're just, just fucking send, just sending it, bro. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jats. It'd be a ways down. Jats. Jats. What could you say about the great Zadziki and Jats. There's not much to say about old Richo that hasn't been said. He hasn't there? released his deal yet. I was giving him shit the other day. I'm like, hurry up and release your. Do you reckon he's sponsored by Rockstar? don't think so <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the fucking worst kept secret ever uh, yeah. where is this thing we've got to go through and see this it's fucking all time dude sure oh, now nah, go back up it had to be past i've heard rumors of photo. oh good oh. photo there mate is it yeah right. <laughs> i've heard rumors of stuff at x games it's meant to be coming obviously i can't say but it's no one, it's, no one even listens to this, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but it's like, it's it's always that thing. Everyone needs something new. There's yeah. always going to be something new. So it'd be sick to do a long jump. Like, it's the same kind of thing. Horsepower, six meter run up. Yeah. How far can you go? How high can you go? It's the same kind of deal. So, Fuck, where? I really want to show you this video. It's fucking all time. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just on his story. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be cool. Like, it's sort of gnarly with X Games though, like, because they give birth to so much stuff and then it seems risky to, like, put so much effort into something that comes from... An idea. E- yeah, like X Games, because it's, like, the Supermoto thing. Like, there was fucking factory teams. There was, yeah, like, yeah. so much shit that Rally. went into it. Yep. Rally was the same. Yep. And then it's, like, nah, ratings are fucked. It's clipped. It's gone. Like, yep. that's got to be, like, heavy, eh? Well, I don't think that quarter pipe is going to be like that. No, nah, no. Nah, I think it's because it's, it's just as... I think it's the second most watched so far. So I've been told. I'm not yeah, sure. Okay. sure 100% I'd believe it officially. 100%. Um, but, yeah, like, I was just speaking to the organisers there, just full steam ahead. So uh, hopefully Europe will kind of jump on board next year. We'll have a few contests over there. And then I'd love to showcase it here. Yeah. Um, where do you think's the right spot to do that then um i got i got a few ideas and i got something in the works um but yeah it's something that's hopefully the next 12 months we could have have it here for sure 
how was the um how's the organizers been like because obviously you're nobody until you're fucking the gold medal dude yeah so it's like how has that been then like working with those guys the organizers and like sort of getting into like the behind the curtain sort of look at this whole deal every one of them have been awesome like I, when I went over for the practice in Paris in t- 2017, I think it was, um, for Nitro World Games, Dave Mateus, a guy that I met there, who's actually yep. brothers with Steve Mateus, who's rock star. That's yep. how that all came about. Me and Dave just cl- clicked. We, man, we were like mates straight off the bat. And I was riding good. And that's how Rockstar kind of came about. And he is, he kind of looks after all of Nitro's stuff. So he did history stuff with uh, Axel. Uh, yep. He does Travis's stuff. So he tells me, he's like, Travis comes to us with an idea on a napkin that he's sat at a bar, had a beer. like and, um, Or 20. The, yeah, or 20. <laughs> so that's how the quarter pipe come, come about. He's like, apparently wrote it on a um, napkin and gave it to Dave. Dave's, and he's like, Dave, let's do this. So that's how the quarter pipe kind of, kind of came about, apparently. Um, but yeah, like working with um, Eric and Mickey, who are the guys that look after X Games. They're doing Monster Cup next week. They've been awesome like my first year at Minneapolis this year and they've like the same as all like the like Axel and Colby and Tyler have all just welcomed me in with open arms and I feel like we've just formed this relationship straight away everyone's super cool so super inviting it's been awesome with the the rock star thing that's the in action sports that's the thing that you got to do is get an energy drink sponsor like for a guy that went from no support to being like Rockstar's main dude, how does having an energy drink sponsor change your life as an action sports athlete? Well, it'd be obviously 10 times harder to try and get places and get around the world. Um, but it's it it's opened up a shit ton of opportunities. I've met a lot of people through Steve and Rockstar. So yeah it's a bit of it's definitely a blessing you know i always pinch myself i'm like oh man you get like paid to have rockstar on your bike and turn up to competitions and have fun with your mates so yeah it's huge it's, um it, like it's like f- the sport these days is pretty much monster energy financially backed so so like logistically though what is what sort of possibilities does it open up to like to have that rockstar logo on your helmet because like i know from dealing with red bull and the stuff that I've done with those guys for yeah. so long, it's like, you know, with Berriman, like when Berriman got hurt, like him and Steve Shearer are like fucking best yeah, mates. Yeah, That's yeah. his team manager yeah. at Red Bull. Yeah. It's like they, you become like family with these guys at these energy drink brands because if you get hurt, they're the ones that are the ones calling the hospital or they're the ones calling the surgeon or with Tyler, it's like he's going to the Red Bull house, uh, the Red Bull facility to do massage and physiotherapy. It's like, I just I don't know if people realize just how big having an energy drink sponsor is for people like yourself yeah well they you looked after really well and like you said before I come kind of come from nowhere well I've come from hardly any backing so without Rockstar you know I might not have even been able to go to X Games so like without them it's been you know it's helped me out massively and yeah you are like family those guys have just like kind of taken me in they're like whatever you need let's get it done like they've helped me financially obviously massively traveling to x games norway and all that so yeah it's been it's it's been good does the um does the movie stuff that you do and then when you work in like such like massive operations does that stuff like give you a different perspective on the whole um like what it's like to be legit in like a business and working for yourself and shit like that 
Yeah, well, obviously, TV and film is um, massive in itself, but working on set, it's like you have to be um, set savvy. Otherwise, you, it's, it's it's actually like anything. If you're not a good person, you don't get, especially in that business, if, you don't, um, if you're not good to work with and a good dude, you just won't get hired. So when you're on set, you know, you take it, you you know, you take it um, under your wing and you, yeah, you embrace it. What What's the, like, coolest experience that you've had doing that movie stuff so far, or the TV stuff? Um, probably the Super Cheap Auto ad that was just oh, released. With Al? Yeah, with, uh, no, it wasn't with Alan. It was, who was it with? It was a um, production company called Taxi. Oh, we dude, just, I've heard of them. Yeah, we just did the Penrite, the new oils thing. Oh. Um, it, it was cool because it was actually my first, like, proper bike crash on film was so, that the one where you like had to slide and crash yeah slide and crash it was sick. was that on your instagram yeah yeah can, yeah, you, yeah. can we look at that bad boy me so yeah, how so, did that all go down yeah well that's uh, my first one that, and because you need to crash like proper yeah but you you ride your whole life trying not to crash yeah so it was like okay you know you're gonna come in and um and just crash in front of this camera and don't go any further which one Keep where going is down. It? Yeah. that one there um, and you got a mark to stop on. I'm like, you can't let the bike go past this point, and you can't slide any further past that point. So you got to judge that. So they're like, you need to come to us. You can't go any further because there was a forklift there. But yeah, it was that was probably the the. I don't know. It got my blood rushing just as much as riding a really? quarter pipe. Yeah, yeah right. Because yeah, yeah. I think Emma McFerrin was saying that she did one. And like it was yeah. the same thing. She had to crash, and she's like, "This fucking sucks." Like, I'm everything in my body is telling me, like, "Do not crash." This don't don't crash. Yeah, I even put my leg out, like natural instinct, and I like fell on the ground, and it just it, the bars like crushed my leg, and it fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah, because I always think that like the dudes that do, you see them in the movies, like the guys that will fucking jump onto uh like the front of a bonnet and yeah. then smash the glass it's like and then roll off yeah they're fucking doing that yeah 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 like they're yeah. actually doing that and they're very minimal like they've got hardly any padding on well, you, because you can't really yeah you got to look like a normal dude you're meant to look like you're getting actually hit by the car so because yeah. you are getting yeah you are hit getting by hit by the car, the car. so you know that was my that was the coolest one i've done so far like the most of the stuff that we do is like commercial stuff for big car companies and that stuff basics like just driving over a log or just driving forward or just show, showcasing the car in a good serenity so that yeah. stuff was cool yeah to like actually sort of step into the yeah yeah the step in into it like, shit. like we were meant to jump up to this set of stairs i was meant to jump the bike onto the stairs and then ride up and jump off and you were like mm. but the stairs were like just as narrow as the bars after i got off the ramp or oh. we didn't do it um we didn't have the time but i was freaking for that one so you, like, you were just gonna do it yeah i was all kind of oh well got to do it um but that was just that got me going just as much as what it would be right at the quarter pipe i was freaking have you heard cody's story about crashing with the imax camera no so he i don't take this exactly word for word because like (laughs) it was years ago they told me but in mad max they had like this jump where they wanted like a because it was all shot on imax so they they wanted to like mount the imax camera to the handlebars yeah yeah and then um he had to like hit this ramp and then Cody's there telling him like, I don't want to be that guy, but like this won't work. The camera would, would surely it was would like have fallen 50, off. No, they bolted it, but it's like a 50 kilo camera or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then like you want to hit a ramp with yeah, like a, something 50 kilos on your bars. He's like, it's just not like this shit won't work. Like yep. I'm telling you. And it was just like ramp to ramp, 
nothing in the middle so then anyway he's just fucking he's like well i'll do it if you want me to do it but <clears throat> it's not gonna work out it's not gonna work <laughs> like it's not real and then he just went all over the bars yeah just fuck the whole thing oh fuck no i haven't heard that story i'll have to text him and see if it's allowed to actually say that (laughs) (laughs) but like fuck like heavy eh? that wouldn't fuck the camera yeah but like there's there's definitely a line where like they're trying to get the shot and it's like they like a lot of those stunt coordinators like probably wouldn't know exactly what's possible in the same way that a writer would right yeah well half is good for that because he's been around long enough so he knows what's possible and what's not possible yeah but most producers or directors are like can we do that and you're like yeah and then we go and do it or some guys are like why don't you just do that and you're like because it, do it. It, it doesn't work yeah and they're like well how doesn't it work you just got to go from there to there same thing 50 kilos in front of a bike or same situation yeah some guys just have no idea and they just expect it and it's expected for the wage that you're on for that day yeah you're like, you want me to start doing shit like this and we need to talk like for extra money because it's dangerous now yeah there's a line where you pay me up to a stuff where it's pretty good pretty like sweet but then there's a line of like stuff that's dangerous and yeah it can like affect my other work death yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is let's avoid yeah 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 well i got to go to india in like a couple of weeks to crash a bike under a semi-trailer fuck that's meant really? to be moving what yeah but how'd, how'd that gig come up um pretty much just through the drivers yeah right. yeah, yeah, yeah so it's gonna be pretty gnarly i don't think the trailer i don't and probably won't let them let the trailer be moving but um it's gonna be pretty cool <laughs> just timing yeah nah, like, it. we'll be right i like real yeah. I've all, seen for the, the, all for the show real i've seen it in the movies bro yeah 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 <laughs> you just don't see me get killed on, on film do you um do you have like a new like when you watch movies and you see shit like do you have like yeah. a new appreciation of it now yeah well, i pick at things yeah, you know you pick at shit you're yeah. like oh yeah you've seen like something they did wrong there or you just look for shit flat out all the time I'm hardly even watching a movie i'm just watching what shots or how they're doing shit Cool. yeah yeah that makes sense yeah is this is that like something that you think you're like really going to go into as, yeah, yeah as like the quarter pipe stuff and like yeah. the career side of it goes 100%, down yeah for sure so we for the drivers we'd love to have like a core team that supplies it all around the country well we can do that now but we want like certain teams in different states and um film and tv is massive here so yeah we're it's just, crazy now eh? yeah so we're just trying to punch into it like I said before, like it's all kind of, we're doing really well with just word of mouth at the moment. Um, but once we release this um, promo video in December, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty gnarly. You stuff think that, that'll take it like, yeah, to the next level? because there's stuff that's probably you don't see anymore or it hasn't been done. So it's going to be cool. Can You don't want to talk too much about that shit or? Oh yeah. So it's just like cars, two-wheeling people on top of two-wheel cars, you know one of those freestyle drones flying into the car whilst yeah. it's driving you know bike jumping over it wheel tap crashing cars rams um fire burns just stuff that's like it's been done but just feel like there's directors and producers or anyone anymore just like a don't try to like step outside the box yeah it's all really just like safe safe yeah so we're just trying to bring it back so it's just cool shit yeah 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 i suppose like and especially now too because we're living in like that vfx era yeah like where you can sort of do everything on a camera but or like in the um like they're not doing it in the camera essentially yeah. but it's like it it seems like there has to be a uh like there is those cycles where it's like so much shit just gets done fucking green screened or yeah, yeah, like yeah. with the cgi and it's like yep. it'll come back around to like actually actually cool shit, shit like yeah. stunts yeah. yeah so we're trying to showcase that and say that it's 
pretty much show that it's not dead here yeah and that we're a team that can provide it and that you're safe with um hiring us to step outside the box and step over the line to do cool shit yeah because i think that's where it comes from like there's there's don't they just don't think that people can do the shit that they have in their heads anymore yeah because you don't see it anywhere yeah like where do you see it? like a a car that crashes and goes 200 meters down the road end to end like you don't see that shit anymore yeah unless it's in hollywood yeah are you like like how do you guys practice that shit so we've got a tool car we've obviously got my ute my blue whale so we'll, we'll try and drive that as much as we can we've just finished building a two-wheel car yeah um, so what's the deal with those so it's just it's just like lock diff um suspension yeah just pretty much building a ramp so we just like put this bmw together that we're going to um start two-wheeling and have a bit of fun and probably drop an ls in it so it can do some drifting yeah um, so we can use it to its full potential um yeah and then we're trying to like just get like a uh, camera bike together and heaps of cool ideas so yeah yeah yeah, what's it like doing the two wheel thing is it easy to do is it hard to do no nah, it's actually re- really hard and it, it fucks with your head a lot because really yeah because it's such a fine line of getting it but it's so hard to get to that fine line but once you're there you're like fuck how, why did it take me so long to try and get this in terms of like commitment to it yeah 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 because like you feel like when you get really steep that's where the fine line is but it feels like you're gonna fall it's gonna go on its roof yeah so you gotta push past that push past that barrier of finding that line and either putting it on the roof for the first time and then realizing oh that's where it is and then trying to drive yeah. out of it and because you drive drive the car so much through the accelerator like to to speed it up to steepen it up or yeah. if you slow down too much it just drops it down it's it's tricky it's cool it's so unique too yeah i mean fuck like it's, it's like the opposite of again it's like the opposite of what like you spend yeah. your whole life sort of trying to do is keep a fucking car on the ground right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so it took it took me a while it took me probably like three weeks to get it good and then trying to turn and left turn and right turn that's when it becomes tricky because then it's the car goes steeper and there's whole it's like a whole nother level so as it doesn't get done very very often here in australia i used to do it at movie world yeah but they pulled it out so it's it's yeah you don't there's not a lot of opportunities to see it or do it does this shit come easy to you like the car side of things and like are you one of those because it's sort of it's weird right like Mackie for instance like you look at Cody it's like he was one of the fucking best dudes to race a dirt yeah, bike yeah, in yeah. Australia ever like he did that so good well, and he's the only guy to go and ride with like Stuart and shit yeah, remember like that era at, yeah he like lived at Stewie's house man that was sick like he's he was so fucking yeah, good I, at racing yeah, yeah. but it's like you know then you think that oh, oh yeah like for sure he could be a stuntman but it's yeah. like you it's like obviously you have that with like the ramps and the quarter part thing but like to not be like the gnarly good pro racer like it see it just doesn't seem as likely as what it is with cody but like does that shit come really natural to you when you're like doing the two wheels or the drifts and stuff like that well not really like it's it was always hard to learn it but it's just with being in like live show stuff you got so much time to practice in between shows you just get the time so like when uh, when we went doing shows i'd go out and try and just try and be better or try and learn two-wheeling or i'd go out and do wheelies and all that kind of shit like it's just you get the time to do it whereas when you're a racer or you don't have that job like i've had you don't you don't think to yourself i'm gonna go buy a two-wheel car and try and practice two-wheeling yeah build a ramp a specific ramp for two-wheeling you don't think about that shit until you've got someone who's provided it to you and you can do it and then you can have it at your exit like you've got at your disposal at your disposal to do it whenever you like so that's where i've been able to been lucky to have those opportunities and learn it and then obviously try and bring it into the drivers 
Dude, your life is just a fucking perfect storm of you just taking advantage of every fucking thing that you've been given. Yeah. It's like, that's the theme here, dude. I get... Man, Travis Pastrana is like my one of my idols. I don't know if you remember in one of his movies, it was like, I just never want to work a day in my life kind of thing. Yeah. yeah I live so highly against that. I just want to... I'm the same. I just don't want to ever work a normal, like a real job from working a real job back in the day so that's just where i got my, my motivation from just trying yeah maximize every, every opportunity and see where it can take us it's so hard like dude i take shit for granted every day like and i really Same. i actively have to remind myself like that's why i've been gnarly with like my schedule lately and like really trying to be organized and really like if i'm in the office i'm working and yeah like i'm just you can't fuck around because it's so easy to get to like say this point here it's like i'm i'm doing the podcast full time but i'm barely getting by but i'm doing it full time like yep for like for me this feels like enough Mm. but it's like when you when there is no coast point there's no cruise there's no cruise control of like success you know you never really reach a point and even though i'm comfortable with this like if you get comfortable and stop it dies it goes away you don't have it anymore so it's like it's so hard to consciously even then when you get what you want like i don't want to be a fucking billionaire yeah yeah. yeah. like i've got what i want i get to do the podcast and i fucking live here and, and i have you're a happy good time. yeah and yeah. i'm happy but yeah. it's like that isn't enough yeah. like that doesn't mean you have to stop grinding like you need to keep grinding and i think like i think that's why successful people reach like really crazy heights when they do stuff like a Travis Pastrana or yeah, yeah. where you're at now it's like it's because you probably got to a point where you're like fuck I'm doing this shit for a living I'm happy yep. but it's it can't be enough it, was never, it's, it still is even to this day I've like you said before I still take shit for granted like I'll be at movie world some days and I'm like fuck this like for what and then I'll be like fuck what do you you know day late or whatever I'll be like fuck no you don't you need to look what you're doing but only because like you do it so often and you get a bit bored of it but then you gotta yeah you gotta realize what you're actually doing but time goes so quick these days like dude right like 12 months is like two weeks or not even that these days and like it's like what we're like 11 weeks out from christmas already this year like that there is fucking fucking santas in bunnings bro (laughs) kmart as well already like lights for christmas and shit is that retarded it's retarded so you need to like take advantage of everything that you're doing right now because if you don't and you like have that fuck it attitude your life's going to be gone you're going to be having kids and you're going to be you know it's all going to be over before you know it it's so hard though to like find that balance between stopping and smelling the roses and enjoying what you've achieved and 100 like being satisfied but also doing the exact opposite of that and just grinding again yeah 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 like x games felt like yesterday for me but it's already been like almost two months. It has been two months since Minneapolis. Isn't it? Yeah, you're right, eh? And it's like, crazy. That's the danger zone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like you get off the back of kicking a goal. Yep. And then you take, you know, two months goes by like that and you're like, fuck. You haven't gone any further. For yeah, me, it's just like stepping stones. Yeah. I haven't progressed in like two months and I'm like kind of wigging out. I'm like, fuck, I haven't been in the gym or I've only ridden this many times. I've, I'm like, fuck, you need to get your shit together. <laughs> it's funny though like because dude i feel that exact same thing like and i you know you always will have people that say to you like oh dude this is going great i'm like and even i've found myself like when people walk in this studio i'm like fuck don't even look at it dude it's not done yeah 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 you know but it's like it's not that where you want it to be yep exactly people are like dude this is sick and you're like it's okay 
Yeah, um, I'm like, nah, man, fuck it, this is going to get done. We're on the right track, but we... Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's like what you, sort of like what you need, right? Yeah, but again, there's, you've got to have like a balance between that shit. 100%. Yeah, well, that's when people are like, what are you going to do now? You've, you've, you've done everything that you've set out to do. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But what about backing medals up? That'd be cool. What about maybe, you know, um, winning some gold medals and whip? Or how about, you know podium at monster cup monster cup x games minneapolis were my biggest ones to ever go to yeah so i've just grinded for them so it's just a trip even to think like i'm riding at monster cup next week so in my favorite city vegas is my favorite city not for the partying but just for the city what, what do you like about vegas just so like, many people don't like vegas really no yeah. i love it there's so much shit to do there's always something happening you walk out in the street some dudes in a bikini or some chicks in bikini like it's just weird shit some fat dudes laying on the ground trying to get money like it's always interesting or it's always just funny so it's never a dull moment there. That's, or even just the old shit, the old Vegas town and that. There's always something to do. Yeah, dude, that's like so many people just uh, just don't like Vegas. That's yeah, yeah. crazy like to find someone that... And obviously like the partying, but you know, you can only party for fucking... Oh, a day. 12 Two hours days, a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 12 hours a day. Dude, when we first moved to the States, like we knew fucking nobody. And then uh, we would literally drive. It was only like four hours from our house. So we'd drive to Vegas, me and Jay then we'd talk business the whole time or like dude we had times where we, i used to do edit stuff so we'd like we'd film and then we'd edit so we'd like all right we'll go to vegas for the weekend yeah and then i'd put a generator in the back of the truck and then you know like the trucks in america they got a little square in the back window yeah yeah, yeah. So sorry like, that opens up yeah so yeah. i'd open that i'd run a lead through and i'd have my laptop charger and all my hard drives and shit running off yeah. this generator <laughs> and we'd fucking edit the That's whole sick. way to vegas yeah it was so good post the video in the hotel yeah and then fucking hang out all weekend in vegas do like a little bit more work plan for the next edit job and then drive home do any extra editing that we needed to yeah, do yeah on the drive yeah and then like and then we just start our week so dude i fucking probably went to vegas like 35 times in like the first two years that i lived there like we just went there so and we, we didn't really party that much but like i was the same i just fucking i just liked going to vegas like it was just super fun to me, i don't hey. even live there and i've been there like seven times this year <laughs> this year how have you been that well, many times oh nah sorry nah see that's how quick time's going because we went two on a years. trip last yeah. year yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. we went to we were there in america for a month and we went to vegas five times just because it was like our kind of destination where yeah, we fly out yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. but then we get there we're like ah, fuck, fuck it, it. let's we'll just go for it. two nights <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then this trip we were in and out of vegas because you drive straight past salt lake i mean yeah. vegas for salt yeah. lake and then we went back there vegas was just like you couldn't pass it yeah have you done the um have you done the machine gun thing at vegas no fuck off really you've so never that's what done i mean that. the C- like even gary reed's like dude you gotta do do this i'm oh, like bro. i haven't even fucking heard of that shit look up machine gun vegas it is this fucking place is like the biggest trip ever there's hundreds of them dude so like it's literally just called machine gun vegas and uh every every time anyone um so they've got like i've been there fucking so many times dude so you can look at the packages you can get, bro. Yeah, I haven't done any of this shit. <laughs> so let's what? All right, so dude, I love the fucking marketing of this shit too, right? The Bonnie and Clyde, a, a <laughs> the hand job, a sawn-off shotgun, an MP5, a Colt Commando, 1991, a Desert Eagle. Like what fucking Bonnie and Clyde experience is not complete hey. without a fucking Desert Eagle? But yeah, so like you literally then they got like the SEAL Team fucking thing um the where's the ar-15 dude i would just fucking go and hire ar-15s like that's like the um 
weapon of mass destruction fucking divisive choice in America, but like for good reason, bro. That gun is so fucking good. I don't know my guns, eh? Yeah, I'm not a huge gun dude, but I would go to this place every fucking time. But yeah, this fucking, uh, this place, man, you just go in, you pay money, you sign your waiver. Yeah. And like, yeah, that you shoot like four or five big fucking guns, dude, down the range. And then they've also got this, uh, this zombie game where like you have real bullets and you shoot it to the oh that's the dude yeah you shoot a fucking 50 cal dude <laughs> how gnarly is it where is it just outside vegas is it yeah yeah it's like in henderson man i'll like, go there right there oh, yeah i know what henderson yeah, is yeah it's fuck all dude dude it's for 1650 dollars you can <laughs> you shoot, shoot out a helicopter fucking america bro. vegas but yeah for real that that's what it is vegas. Like, yeah so many people go there and they just get so fucked up the strippers take all their money they fucking <laughs> do so much coke and then they're like i fucking hate this I'm place yeah, yeah then 24 hours later let's go back yeah <laughs> but like dude i've seen vegas beat the fuck out of people like they just get swallowed up do they have you seen that um it's, I think it's called Drugs Inc. on Netflix. Uh, bits and pieces of it. It's a series, right? Yeah, apparently there's more people living underground, more like junkies living underground than what there is living up, up yeah. on. Look look that up. The tu- like uh, the like tunnel networks, because they live in the water tunnels. Or, like yeah. the water yeah. systems underground, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking gnarly, dude. How crazy is that that Vegas doesn't have their own water supply? Where does it, it come from? Um, Utah, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. Or... Uh, which, <laughs> Look at this shit, man. Like, legit fucking colonies, bro. Fuck. How crazy yeah, is it, eh? Yeah. Dude, America's just a trip. I haven't seen anything like this before. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've I've, seen like, that. Yeah, and, yeah, And, like, you yeah. can sort of see where people go in. But I wonder, like... Uh, Las Vegas lives lost for homeless living in underground. I wonder if there's any articles on it of, like... Elon Musk, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, it's really gnarly though that that whole situation. Um, they've got so many people that live in those. It's insane because people just probably fly there and just get on like a big bender and then just lose <laughs> all their money. Then they leave. just can't leave. Well, I think that um, I think that it's got something to do. Yeah, a network of sewage channels underneath Las Vegas Strip houses thousands of homeless people who call themselves the Mole People. They live in concrete pits that are meant to drain water, uh, rainwater from the city after a storm. This means that when it does rain, people are at risk of having their homes washed away or drowning. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I've always thought it had something to do with the water, where they built like this big network of like infrastructure of what you have to have for that much land or whatever to like take the rainwater away. But it never fucking rains. Never. Oh, it actually rained when I was there last. Really? Just spit it. it not enough to like run water down the drains. But yeah. The other eighteen thousand times I went to Vegas, it didn't rain. No, I've 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 been there when it snowed. It snowed on oh, the Vegas Strip for me once. It was well, uh, not for me, <laughs> just for Jace. <laughs> Jace, see you quick. Turn the turn the snow Wait, on. He's here. He's quick. here. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait, he's here. That's fucking funny, oh. dude. We went out. I like the weirdest night. One night in Vegas where we went there for New Year's. And the UFC was on, or maybe it wasn't New Year's. New Year's evening. It was like in between Christmas or New Year's or whatever. There was some December fight card. So we went there. This dude fought on the card that, well, like, me and him had the exact same hair. He was six foot, like, sort of skinny, like, fit dude. 
And uh, so, and then I had Jay with me, who's like fucking super good looking dude. And um, oh, this fifty year old is addicted. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, Jay's with me, and then we had girls with us. So like, I didn't, I wasn't dressed up or whatever yeah, that, yeah. that much. Jay was in a full suit, so I looked like this dude that was rolling around with like a manager and girls. So this fight ends. This dude knocks the guy out. It was like the highlight of the night. And uh, so then everywhere I went for the entire night, people were asking to take photos with me. Like I thought they were you. They thought I was this fucking dude that knocked (laughs) this guy out. It was like a highlight reel knockout. And so anyway, I forget the dude's name, but I was having people coming up, taking photos with me. I was having like people ask me to like blow on their fucking dice for craps. Like I walked around Vegas for, <laughs> for one night and it was like the weirdest fucking deal ever. Eh? And uh, yeah, it was like taking photos with people. I was getting let in clubs. Like, cause we, we just free booth. Yeah, dude, for, for real. Like Sick. we went in and we, we Googled this dude's name and then I was like, oh yeah, I'm fucking such and such. And then like, <laughs> this is my manager and these are the girls and blah, and like that just led us into all these clubs. And we, um, we were like, fuck it, dude. Like, we're having a good night. So we put $800 on red and then it fucking hit. No. So we took 1600 bucks off and then we, uh, we fucking went on our merry way. And then we went on our merry way. <laughs> and then we went into this club. They, there was like, they let us in and gave us all the shit. Yeah. And um, then we left the club and we went back to that same fucking table and put another $800 down on it and it fucking hit again. No. And we walked off. So we made like, I think, 1600 bucks. Fuck, fucking, that's fucking sick. Two hits of roulette. That's like, epic. But then I think the next time I went there, it chewed 900 I've like, not won a cent in Vegas yet. Really? Yep. Well, I haven't put much down, like a couple hundred here and there, but yeah. Even no. after fucking winning, winning all your shit. No, I did. I don't gamble. No, I'm, no, I'm, I don't. I'm the same in no, a lot of ways. I, no, I haven't gambled at all since then. Anyway, Vegas was the one spot where I'd play. I'd play roulette because I just feel like you can just be a dumb cunt and play roulette. Fucking red or black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy to understand. Zones, like it's really fucking easy. Yeah. They reckon craps is the way to make easy. I hear money. so much about craps. Yeah. But I don't have like the attention span to understand it. I know fuck I all about fucked. it. But apparently that's the one where if you want to make good money yep. gambling and you don't really know what to do. But yeah, I just okay. don't see I think the odds may be better, like you could win more with craps. But I don't know, I've never played it. Yeah, neither but have I. I, I just stuck to wouldn't know the first, Yeah, I just suck at gambling. Yeah. I just think I know but I don't. <laughs> you see so many dudes at Vegas that are like playing poker and blackjack like they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Man, another weird Vegas story. When you go to Vegas this many times, like you have to have a yeah. fuckload of weird stories. But it was right before Supercross and we were staying at the Bellagio and then we got up super early to get to the track. So like, you know, you got the breakfast buffets yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we walked in to this breakfast buffet and this guy fucking had just won the World Series of Poker. But he was like 20. Fuck. And he won like six something million dollars. This 20 year old dude. And he just came in and like fucking paid for everybody's food. Just like com- just balled out in this random ass buffet. And then like he was sitting there and then there was just TV camera after TV camera like interviewing him while he was eating this fucking food. Fuck. That's epic. Six million. Yeah, something like that, dude. Something you crazy. Just, you just need one win. I know, and then you're just fucking done. But the, yep. what did he bet to do that shit? Yeah, true. Eh? I wonder how much he put in. Like over a career, like it's that's fuck, fuck. all. Yeah, it's, it's too much money, eh? But I it's get one of those. Anxiety thinking about it. 
Imagine what you could do with that money. Oh, dude, I always think that shit. Oh, eh? Like, P, P, you hear people like blowing or spending crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like blowing it. You're like, dude, what the fuck? Blowing it. Yeah, and then <laughs> that's you're like, all they do. You're like, man, you could buy a house in Logan for the <laughs> <laughs> Bean Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Vegas is one of those towns where just you can just be on the street and see like the <clears throat> coolest fucking most random crazy yeah, shit yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, and there's just so much to do. Like you, I feel like if you go anywhere else, like in Dubai, for example, I did like some of the some like did the helicopter and all that shit, and then I was like caught myself in the room like fuck, what do we do now? Whereas Vegas, you like yeah, you don't want to go back to the room because you're just like let's go here, let's go. Oh, what about that? What about here? What about that? And it's just like never ending. Are you gonna do the machine guns in Vegas this time? I will now. Fuck, bro. Yeah, it's so much. If fun. I win Monster Cup, I'll do the helicopter. Bro, please. <laughs> Can we fucking make that a deal? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Oh my, how much is the prize money? Uh, I think it's like five grand to win. Mm. It's not, it's not, it's not as much as like X Games or anything like that, but it's yeah. 1600 bucks to do the helicopter, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You down with it? Yeah, 100%. If I win, 100%, done. <laughs> That's going to be fucking awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm cheering so hard. Yeah, I'll live feed it just for you. <laughs> that would be the best. Like, Corey Green fucking Instagram takeover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. You'll have to buy the new iPhone just so you can have someone like fucking full slow-mo on it yeah. from the bottom. Uh, they have like, there's one, I don't know if it's Machine Gun Vegas, but there's one where you can um, drive like a tank. <laughs> oh really like, see so you can find that it's through the strip yeah, they've got like an obstacle course set up out the back of yeah. like all these old fucked out cars and you can literally like drive a tank man crush battlefield Vegas that's the other one I don't I don't think I went to this one I think I wanted to go to this one or maybe this is the one with the zombies because I didn't see Anzac Legends package Australia and New Zealand can now have the honour and the chance to fire the full range of weapons used throughout our heritage, Anzac forefathers. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That is amazing. Car tank crush. This, this is, is a, this is the best website. Tank ever. driver two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. You're kidding. No, not the Jag. Not the Jag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the family van. <laughs> Get fucked. And this cunt's up there holding an American flag. Look at bro. this, look at this dude. He's like, fuck yeah. Oh my God. Sure, sure. I haven't seen this advertised anywhere. Surely you can't do this anymore. Yeah, you can, bro. Would you rather do. <laughs> America! <laughs> Wait, would you rather do the tank or the heli? Tank. If you win. 100% tank. <laughs> I want to be the dude up top just like fuck America <laughs> fuck, fuck yeah. yeah wait you with the monster cup trophy <laughs> in a with, tank yeah. with an American flag <laughs> I'd be banged up too by the time I got there oh yeah you'd be old you would be old by that time <laughs> very old fuck Battlefield Vegas that's epic wait I need to, I'd like to just watch it maybe maybe if we send this to Battlefield Vegas they'd fucking hook it up for the homie that'd be fucking sick how dope would that be take an Aussie flag over there and just do the fucking dab the Aussie flag <laughs> look at this dude oh, so does, does he drive it nah surely nah, surely not. not eh does he just drive around and crush I think cars the, the dude that drives it is like in the bottom yeah, there like be, in the front mm, bit there mm. cause I've watched Fury 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Max. Oh, yeah, yeah. You watch Mad Max too? Oh, uh, that's fucking... Yeah, I'm basically an expert <laughs> at tanks, bro. I don't know if you fucking know. Oh, he must be on the Gulf Coast. <laughs> I wonder if there's... there's nah, there's got to be... Nah, there can't be somewhere in Australia that does that shit. No way. How fucking... So you reckon the tank's the goer? Tank's the go. <laughs> oh, I want you to win so bad. Like, I wanted you to win before, but now I want you to win. Maybe I can just so ask bad. my sponsors to help me out a little bit more and just do it without winning. Dude, fuck. The... F- in, if you want to talk about doing it for the gram, that is literally doing it for That's you. Like, you couldn't gram. fucking do that any better. All right, what else we got here? Fuck. One round... Ra- whoa, whoa. One round of the... Wait, go up, Mick. M60A1 main battle tank. One round. Get behind the 105mm main gun and take your turn experiencing the awesome power of firing high-velocity tank round. 2500 bucks. 30-minute climb of the drop. You can drive that one on the left. And it's only 700, 800 bucks. That's fuck all. You got that. Wow. <laughs> Flamethrower. <laughs> oh, 400 bucks. That's not that bad. Fuck yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's one of those things where like right after you did it, you'd be like, that was a waste of money. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I could have just got like an aerosol can and a lighter. I could have bought a house in Logan. <laughs> oh, fuck. My parents live in Logan. Fucked up. <laughs> Uh, what else is on this fucking website this we're, is amazing we've dude. gone well off track here no we're on <laughs> we're track, on track. we are fucking on track because this could happen like you could win you could win hey. monster cup and then you i think you need to go here regardless well we we were meant to come back to la on the sunday but uh you're <laughs> extending that trip. We, no we we already did so we we're coming back <laughs> on the monday <laughs> so we got all sunday to do what we want Hundred rounds for a minigun? That's pretty cheap. Two hundred bucks. That's all right. Hundred rounds, man. I'd go in like three seconds. Fourth, yeah. yeah, that's fucking so quick. quick. Yeah, I found myself like doing that with the the um, AR fifteen stuff. I was just going like super slow. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I got a photo of my uh, my Instagram of like the we had the target like far back and fucking just like full just cut out a circle like that big in the middle of it. Those guns are just retarded. Like it was Is that how big it was? So no, I'd hit this bullseye that many times that oh, it yeah, yeah. chopped out like the grouping just chopped out the whole middle of the target. And Fuck. it's like ob- I'm not a fucking marksman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's how good those guns are. Like you get a sc- you get a sight and then yep. you fucking it's it's pretty like the as far down range as it goes and it you can just fucking pump it, bro. Like it's scary how good those guns are. And that's an AR fifteen. And like you look at a gun that can do that much damage and you just think it would fuck you up but it's just so smooth like do 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 just be like hitting a watermelon eh? or like if it like headshot it's gnarly dude just explode like no kick no like it's just so smooth it feels like it feels fake oh really yeah you're like how the fuck can when you shot it yeah it's just like (laughs) it's fucking absurd like, I, I, I should just, probably do it then. Oh, bro, you have to. Yeah, yeah. It's so at least at least shoot or do something. Yeah, you got to shoot. Like they they do the package things. Like just get one of those packages, but just make sure you shoot AR fifteen. AR fifteen. They're fucking. Okay. They're the ones like it's gnarly. Like they're the ones that uh, do all the mass shootings over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. But like you. Oh, yeah. That's the oh, gun. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah see yeah, if okay. you see if you can see like what how much it is to shoot one of those there. But yeah, like you strip gun club what 
it just gets better. Fucking Google SEOs on point, but that come up. It just gets better. All right, celebrate bachelorette parties. All right, go. Let's play that video. Actually, there's a video down the bottom. <laughs> Strip club. This is a fucking America right now, dude. We're literally figuring. Deep. Like, this is America. Uh, is that it there? Go up one. Yep, there it is there. See, I do know my guns. You know your guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're fucking... It's ridiculous, dude. Um, so how much is that? 800 rounds per minute. Holy fuck. Oh, is that... A, if that's, like, pinned. Yeah, if you held that gun with unlimited bullets for 60 seconds, it would shoot 800 bullets. Yeah, right. Go back to the, just the homepage because they had like a video. I want to see the strippers. <laughs> What's a strip club? I just want to see how I want to see how they integrate. Yeah, the yeah, fun, yeah. You know what I mean? Into a, a, yeah, gun, like a gun club. Does, yeah. How do they make this work? All right, let's fucking figure this shit out. Welcome video. I feel like this is where we'd start. Stripper hands you your gun, bullets. Well, they do have like pretty sexy chicks working in all of them. Like, which makes sense right yeah man when we saw this is fucked up to say we saw these Muslim dudes in there when we were doing ours it was just like our group and then these Muslim dudes and I was just like oh fuck you go. <laughs> this is like a super bad I'm out <laughs> yeah then like and it was so funny because my uncle was a fucking he's a cop look at that thing go bro oh you reckon it's just called strip gun club because it's probably on the strip oh I haven't seen any dude seen that it. was too good to be true <laughs> yeah. that's I was, I was like fuck you're kidding me there's an actual because Vegas is obviously famous for the strip clubs yeah 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 so I was like there's a strip club and a gun range all in one I was like this has to be fucking this can't be real and it turns out it wasn't but yeah my uncle was there he's like an old school cop dude and he, oh, okay. and he was just like on edge bro like PTSD <laughs> style like, <laughs> like he's just seen way too much shit and he was just like fucking <laughs> he he's just skits about it that was fucking awesome alright bro well, I'm gonna let you go yeah, we have a fucking oh yeah no we got to that point of just degrading into uh, looking Strippers at strip clubs Vegas. on YouTube <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. Nah, glad, thanks for having me. Glad we got to Sick. do it, eh? Yeah, I know. It took a while. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad we waited. Yeah. Cause, uh, thanks for having me. We were going to do it after SX Open at some point yeah. last year. We are like, yeah, we'll make it happen. And are then, you going this year? Yeah, are you doing yeah. like same as last yeah. year? Yeah, yeah. yeah hopefully so better. New so, Zealand? Yes. Both. Are you going to New Zealand as well? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'll be in New Zealand. So Let's go shoot some guns there. <laughs> <laughs> in the strippers. <laughs> no, actually, no. Their fucking laws have gotten even tighter now oh, yeah? after that whole deal. Um, oh yeah yeah the right. church shit yep. yeah shit shit so no guns in New we are not shooting guns, guns in New Zealand <laughs> we are fucking not doing it that is not happening we're gonna go to Supercross um, but now we'll hang out over there yeah then. that'd be and we'll, um, I'm gonna do the podcast here in Melbourne so if you can yeah. come on yeah I'll come on, on. have we, a chat who can we I feel like we didn't need to get someone on to roast like me and you could just roast someone Grant maybe we roast GB. him. GB. GB's a good rant. Like oh. a good a roaster. Because he's fucking a hot And he cunt. takes it well too. He's a hot cunt. He's a beaver. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. You're fuck fucking off. gorgeous, all right? You can listen to me fucking rip on you because yeah, yeah. you're a hot cunt, all right? And it's not fucking I was fair. getting some wild Snapchats the other night, so oh. he's a good boy. Isn't he the man? Yeah. Um, thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. No, and thank uh, you. you've got a fucking incredible story, dude. Appreciate like the way it, that's worked out. I know yeah. we kind of ended up talking fucking mad shit. No, yeah. Then, but, uh, <laughs> but no, you're an awesome dude. You're a guy I've got a lot of respect for, a lot of time for. Yeah, uh, two-way street, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Appreciate so, it, bro. Thanks for having us. You. We 2020. Yeah, done. Sweet. You.
And win best whip so you can fucking drive a tank. <laughs> drive a tank. <laughs> oh. All right, that was sick. Thank you very much, uh, Corey, for coming on. Uh, like I said, even in the intro, that won't be the last time we get that maniac on. Uh, he's got so much different rad stuff going on. Uh, just to close, thank you very much to all of our partners, MX Store, Rival Inc., Boost Mobile, <coughs> and of course, the Nobby Nation. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, again, just a little quick through run through. Um, just get at us at our socials, send us a message if uh, got any questions or just sort of general chit chat around the podcast. I do my best to, to sort of get back to everybody on there. Uh, but yeah, thanks very much for listening. We've got a ton of shows come up. I think we did five this week. So uh, slaving away, trying to edit them and get them out for everybody uh, now. Hopefully you've got like a road trip or a plane ride or um, some traffic that these podcasts help you uh, pass some uh, pass some time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Until next time.